Hey everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the TGL podcast. Today, I'll have a, a guy that we just had last week on, Torres Finney. Um, again, we're going to be going over our second part of the uh, Jones County All-Decade Team, and we're going to be breaking down this week's uh, two episodes from the Last Dance documentary that's being aired on ESPN. So I'm um, looking forward to it a lot. And without further ado, here's the co-host today, Torres Finney. How's it going, Torres? How you doing, Tyler? How you doing, bro? I'm, I'm really excited to be on here again. And uh, like I said, I really love the show that you're doing. You're doing really good with this every every single day or, or around every single week. And I truly tune in and I really enjoy the different topics that you do. So it's a really good show. Y'all keep tuning in. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's actually got it was one of one of the most popular episodes so far was the one we did last week. I'm guessing a lot of the uh, a lot of the people from these uh, that we talked about listened in. I was tagging hey, people man. in it so hey. they could check it out. Oh, so let's 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 start it off with this. I actually I mentioned it here because I know you play football. You do some like kind of pickup games. You'll do like seven on seven and stuff like that. Has anybody uh, kind of objected to some of the picks we made or anything like that, or do, yes, do they, they mostly agree? Up. Yeah, some people have uh, stepped in and told, asked me, uh, why isn't this certain person right here? Or uh-huh. why isn't this certain person not here? And the reason why, I mean, I told them that some people might have better knowledge about the overall Jones mm-hmm. County school and singular players. But, I mean, I played a, in the middle part. I played when we had, like, our biggest success around mm-hmm. that time. As it grown, it's gotten bigger. And I saw, like, a lot of the players, and I still see a lot of them now. Yeah. And now you you do a good that. job of staying involved. Like I know you yeah. you stay involved with all the young guys and um, yeah. you know always they invite so. you to go in the locker room and stuff pre-game and everything yeah. like that. So. I always try to help them out. Always big time supporter of JC, but oh, yeah. seeing some of the old younger guys now and I see some of the guys that have graduated and when we go out there on the field and play have those 707s seven and when those guys still got it, you be mm-hmm. like <laughs> now I saw some of the Snapchats. I saw I was yeah. seeing some of the Snapchat stories. Uh, Fryer was going off from what I seen yeah. there. He's making some snacks. That boy, I'm gonna give him a good shout out. But that boy okay. Dre, Butt, that boy Dre Butt still got it. That boy okay. Dre Butt, he is a monster. I'm glad you mentioned him because I, because I, you know, what I'm saying it was past my time. I did. I wasn't really watching it as much during that time because I, you know, I just went off to college. So that's the reason. You know, main reason I'm glad I had you on there. You, you see some stuff that I don't see and. Um, you know, contrary, I was throwing back some, you know, getting some throwbacks on the list that maybe you didn't remember. So, you know, I'm saying teaming up, we can cover everything. Which is understandable, which is really good because you might have some people I mean, on our, on my list that I'm like, oh, that's right. That's right, and, yeah. And the funniest thing about it is some people brought up to me or some guys that I uh, couldn't remember. But is there, like, yeah, is there, do we want to shout out any guys that we didn't, that we weren't able to fit in um, there? Well, it was one that I had uh, solely forgot about. But it was like uh, Jared Johnson, and I thought we brought him up. Yeah, we right? did. We did. The tight end I, position. Mm-hmm. But the I mean, there were some other names. Some names that we remember. If I've seen their face, I would know, but not exactly their name. Mm-hmm. And but I think the list we have is really good. In either way, and you can yeah. make you can make multiple cases for anybody. So uh-huh. really good. It's really good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's uh, let's let's get into this uh, last dance breakdown. So the the first episode of this last week, um, it kind of focused on uh, Dennis Rodman and uh, like where he came from, his roots. I I like how they really go through and they break down. They put a spotlight on, you know, these different individuals. Um, You know, my favorite up to this point was Scotty's. We talked about him last week, but I didn't really know a lot of his background. So 
Um, it's really interesting seeing where these guys come from, um, you know, their ascent in the league and everything like that. So um, really they kind of focused on him, you know, uh, his time with the bad boys, how that kind of prepared him for later on. It kind of, you know, we got to see a little glimpse of San Antonio when he was traded there. And then, um, yeah. you know, of course, you know, then going on to the Bulls. And um, I guess really where we kind of began, was it the – and then in the second episode, it really kind of zeroed in on um, Phil Jackson. We got to see how he came about, which was really interesting. I did not know that he was coaching, you know, in some – like where was it at exactly that he was coaching? Was it like South America or um, – Yeah, he was coaching overseas. I can't, I can't exactly remember the uh, place, but he was coaching overseas and they had some wild stories of what he yeah. was over there. <laughs> so, I mean, but to me – when I was saw the younger feel, even though he still had that hair, mm-hmm. it was like which was probably a style back then, you know. <laughs> yeah. But seeing Phil Jackson, I mean, it it really looked like he was a player's coach. And yes. the difference between Phil and a lot of coaches, I mean, I I will say to now, do I consider Phil the greatest coach all the time? I got him second. I got, I'm I'm a pop guy. I got pop. Yeah, pop. Okay. You know, it's yeah, interesting but, that you say that because for the longest time, um they they bumped heads a lot. Pop wasn't really Pop wasn't a player before he became a coach, and Phil would yeah. always knock him for that. He always thought that you know this guy doesn't really know what he's talking about. He's never been in the league, you know what I'm saying? So See, you know what, and you know, and I can understand that because Phil uh-huh. was more. He's a players' coach. That's why he will always revert to the player side over management, or say, okay, the like the obviously we saw an episode with Dennis Rodman when Dennis Rodman said, "I need a vacation." And the fact that Phil allowed it. How many coaches yeah. do you know for that? Because he's a player's good. But this one thing about Phil, Phil know how to get superstars to play to their highest potential. And that is what he strives for every single time when he coaches. He, when he coaches on the Bulls. I mean, Phil has had a lot of superstars. I mean, you don't talk about – you don't have Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, Scotty, Rodney. I mean, good Lord. Look at all these superstars you don't have. But he found a way to win a championship with every single one of them. Because you gotta balance the egos and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know how to do that. I mean, even all them disputes Shaq and Kobe had, they still won three rings. Exactly. I mean, and a lot of franchises would love to have three rings. Where Pop, Pop gets guys that you never heard of, a la similar to Belichick. He get guys from overseas, and he just pits the pieces together, and they win every year. The team has never missed the playoffs. Now the season right now is suspended. And they look like they will finally miss the playoff this year because yeah. I mean, West is so stacked. I mean, they had to get him when he ain't got nobody. But but he has the longest run in history of not make, missing the playoffs. I mean, this man has not missed the playoffs since 1998. We in 2020 now. So <laughs> Yeah, it says guy, a lot about him. They they always have yeah. like a good all around team. I mean, you um, you know, growing up watching, you know, them, they would always have these role players that and, and you know it's part it's partly pop but you know i think that they have like a good just total organizational structure like where they have like good scouts um who was it they uh so i believe that at the time when they got tony parker uh sam presti the now gm for the oklahoma city thunder he was on he was he was like a scout or somewhere he was some in part of their organization in san antonio and pop did not like tony parker I actually heard the story. Pop Pop was not sold on Tony Parker at all. He had a bad workout with him. Sam Pressy uh, pushed him. Hey, bring him back for one more. I promise you. 
this guy, you know, he's, he's really worth it. This is the guy that I'm going to, if I, if he doesn't pan out, you can pretty much, no, you can fire me. Is I don't know if he exactly said something like that, but pretty much he went on a limb and said, I'm, I'm put stating my flag right here. And if it doesn't work out, you can put all the blame on me. But, um, you know, the fact that they can go out, find these guys that, you know, nobody's really heard of. I mean, you got like Gary Neal, you know what I'm saying? Gary Neal, like nobody really heard about him. He was getting buckets. Yeah against the heat, you yeah. know, back, back when the, in yeah. their heydays. So, I mean. Right. Like, those – it was so funny because when those heat finals, when they used to play, you would just see random – like Danny Green. Ain't nobody heard of no Danny Green all year long. Uh-huh. Out of nowhere, breaks the record for the most threes in the finals. Or or Boris Diaw or Dan Diaw, you can go all Tiago Splitter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they made Splitter a name, and he ended up getting paid because of it. So. Even Kawhi Leonard, because Kawhi Leonard wasn't even that good. I mean, he, nobody even know who he was. Mm-mm. And then out of nowhere, we was like, who oh my is God. this guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody knew the big three. It's like, okay, they here because if you wasn't a big Spurs fan watching then you really wouldn't know who Kawhi is. Mm-hmm. And then that time, now I started watching, I was watching a lot of the Spurs throughout the playoffs. Obviously, I'm a Mavericks fan. They beat us in the first round. But that's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. And, and I was watching, and I was like, dog, this Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. crazy. And I was like, the Spurs going to be off. I mean, and you saw it. I mean, the Spurs going to be fine with him as long as they got him. And and they, so. and they were. I mean, he got him to the Western Conference Finals against the, um, the Warriors team that had Kevin Durant, the, when they were uh, Kevin Durant first year, and it went up twenty five points. If he don't get injured now, yes, God, I hated that man. That's that's yeah. one reason I, I will never like Zaza Pachulia, bro. I, I cannot stand Zaza. that guy, man. He's one of the most overrated guys and just dirty. I, I can't I can't stand that crap. How he pulled that man. I, I was so happy because you know me. I I just love to root against the Warriors. And yeah, when when they were down, man, when they were down, I was just like, ah, oh, you know, I was, yeah, I was rubbing my hands together, bro. 25 points, Ooh. and I'm saying, like, oh, my God. And this boy Kawhi was defensive in and off. And he was talking about somebody killing somebody. Yeah. Bro, he was going to work on the Locking Warriors. Up. And I'm sitting here like, this series might be closer than expected because this man is actually killing these guys. Yeah. And next thing I know he gets hurt, and then it was so funny. In one quarter, these guys come, they just three. After yeah. Three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that team, that team's arguably like the best team ever assembled. So yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, what I'm saying like you, you can't back off. If you do, it's it's yeah, it's over. Right. So yeah, yeah but uh, you can make the case. You know, I was actually just talking about this on my last podcast that you know uh, Zaza, you know, finished Kawhi off in San Antonio because it was after that injury. You know, it was in during that rehab process that he gained that distrust for the mm-hmm. organization and then asked for the trade. And you know, yeah. then he's yeah, gone. Right. So. Mm-hmm. He ended that whole era, the Kawhi era, you know, in, in San Antonio. That's crazy. Yeah, but, um, thinking about it that way, that's right. Uh huh. But uh, but back to the MJ documentary. So let, let's talk about some of the the main things that went on. So I mean, uh, obviously we got the Robin story. That was a huge thing of him asking to leave um, and take a small vacation. Phil, like you said, uh, lets him do it. And of course, you know, Michael says that he's not coming back in forty eight hours. You can go ahead and you know just you know that that's not going to happen. So Michael ends up having to go that's drag true. him back. <laughs> and uh, and it was – I can't even remember how long it was after they had let him go. It was well over 48 hours, but he has to come it in was and much get him. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was about – I think it was about like 
five to six days. It's crazy, man. It, it was he was gone. And then the fact, not only did they let him go, but they let this man go to Las Vegas. Yeah. Like what in the world? <laughs> not a good combination, man. No, not, not a, a good combo. Come on, you let a man that says he wants to be on a vacation go to Las Vegas, and then you know the per- type of personality that Dennis Rodman have. <sighs> Boy, no telling what he was doing in Las Vegas. So, and it's so funny because Michael Jordan, he talked about all the type of stores he got, and he said he'll never forget, like time he he walked in and he said they had he had he ain't gonna call no names, but Rodman had some folks in there, and there's no telling. It's, it's so funny when you think about like the celebrity world, mm-hmm. you know. Of all the different types of things that people know someone else, but they don't say anything. But and obviously, yeah. you see it now. I mean, just with basketball, I would love to sit there and listen to multiple stories of like different basketball players because I know they are incredible. And when when I, I like to hear the types of those type of stories about athletes because they bring up things that you never get to see. All you yeah. all the only time we see them is really when they perform or when they get an award. Basically, most of the time, yeah. you never get to see them on the inside, seeing them practice, uh, seeing them do this. Because those, to me, the fun times, I would hear, I would love to hear the stories about Kobe. Mm-hmm. Those are, are, are incredible. Or the stories about MJ in the practice. Heck, even the stories about Wilt Chamberlain. I yeah. heard some crazy stories about Wilt. Like, my goodness. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's great to, I'm, I love this documentary because they really point at the the, the emphasis of how players inside go through a lot of things that people don't see, and yet they still come out on the court or on the field to perform each and every day, and they perform like you don't know nothing's going on. Mm-mm. Everybody, I bet everybody that, that's watching was like, okay, obviously it was pointing at this is going to be the Bulls last year, and they're going to basically point at, okay, well, Michael Jordan and them, they'll find a way to get it done, like always, you know, probably making a bet on the Bulls gonna win. Yeah. And look how much they had to go through. All Seriously. those years. All those years. I mean, look at the not liking the management, but yet they stay with each other for that long. It takes some commitment. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to stay there. A lot of people don't want to really want to stay there. Like you're not liking commitment. You're having arguments. I mean, at that time, it wouldn't even shock me. Like MJ, he didn't even like Bill. When he first came yeah, in. Yeah, when he first came in, yeah. And and, and so, that's another thing they kind of hit on in this documentary. Um, was the transition from Doug Collins to Phil Jackson. And I thought that was really – I had no – to be honest with you, I didn't know about Tex Winter before this this documentary. I, You know, I, I'd maybe heard, you know, one or two times him mentioned, but um, mm-hmm. for those of you, you know, listening right now that maybe haven't watched it, um, Tex Winter, he was an assistant coach um, on the Bulls staff that would, you know, basically help out at practices. But he he's – his sole – kind of focus was the triangle offense and mm-hmm. he had done pretty much mastered it to a T. He knew how it could be ran. And, um, essentially it, there was like all these variations of, you know, passes to get the right shot down. It wasn't about, you know, an individual it was about the team working as a whole to get, you know, the, you know, to score efficiently. And, yeah. um, who was it? It was, uh, the GM, he was really sold, um, on Jerry Krause, he was really sold on Tex Winter's uh, whole strategy with that. But 
Doug Collins didn't want anything to do with it. Doug was just about, you know, give the ball to Michael. We'll just let him score, you know, pretty much. He didn't want anything to do with that. And yeah. that's when they uh, – that well, Phil was the assistant coach at the time, and he did a lot of work with Tex, and then that eventually ended up moving Phil into the spot because he would actually kind of work hand-in-hand hand with Tex. He understood the triangle offense, and that's what really gave him the edge to be in the next head coach. And I found that funny in the documentary the day that – uh, Doug Collins got fired. The the uh, news anchor was like, yeah, yeah, I tweeted it out that night, but it just cracked me up. He's like, well, if you're waking up with a job this morning, you're probably not Doug Collins. I don't know. I, Bro, I found boy, that hilarious. I started laughing on that. <laughs> oh, man. And it was so Savage. funny because they talk about, like, how the news of today, like, how they – it's different, like, how they used to open up back then. They used to open up with – like a you know, one-liner to really sting it to the person that's happening to you. Like, right, why you say it like that? <laughs> oh. But, yeah, that I thought that was cool. Um, and then on that same episode, Robin talking about how he would practice getting rebounds. I thought that was really cool because, you know, he, he mastered it to a key. He said, I knew that if Michael was shooting from this spot, that the spin on the ball would end up – that it would end up over here. And, like, I don't know, man, it was just crazy. He He – it's like, I don't know, it's like, um, I don't know, he's doing like all these uh, equations like in his head while the ball's in the air and somehow figures out where the ball's going to end up and he's there. So I thought that and, was – And to me, I think that is real. It really shows testament to Rotman's game. Really? The fact really? that you can do that and know what where the ball is um, translating right when after it bounce off the rim. I mean, this man used to, at times, he used to get 15, 16 rebounds a game. Yeah, as an average. So, uh, man, I think that's really incredible. And to me, Rotman, Rotman, Rotman is has a great case to be known as one of the, as the greatest defensive player of all time. I mean, dog, he he's, he got a really good case. I mean, obviously, you got the Bill Russell and uh, Ben Wallace, Michael Jordan's up there, Michael Jordan, Scotty, Kawhi will be in the case. Kawhi will, oh yeah, Kawhi will mm-hmm. be in that case. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, Gary so Payton. you got a lot of guys. And Gary, oh, yeah, come on, the clock. Yeah, come on, the, now. Yeah. the call before the clock. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, so yeah, you're right. You're right. You got a lot of – I mean, sorry, I said the clock. I mean, to say the glove. The glove, there you the go. The glove, I said it wrong. But, yeah. You got they it. Both got, they both dealing with a hand. That's all. Uh-huh, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been really – they both got – there's so many great defensive players, but Dennis Rodman is literally up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to look at the Pistons. I mean, look what he did. He really helped be, him become the bad boy Pistons. I mean, yeah. they. I mean, I don't think they would be as bad if he wasn't on the team. And that shows the testament of Rodman, you know, what he did on the Pistons and also what he did when he got to the Bulls. He was effective on any team, so. Yeah, he – um he really good. Really, and like you said, he he did play a big part in it. I know that um I, I've listened to Bill Simmons in the past, and he has a book, The Book of Basketball, where he talks about – um, Isaiah Thomas had mentioned um, during his playing days about a secret. And there was later a time where he was able to talk to – I love this story. He was able to talk to Isaiah. He goes, what, what was the secret that you had mentioned? It was like years down the road. He asked him, like, what were you talking about when you mentioned the secret? He said the secret was and, – and basically he said the secret was that it's not about, you know, individuals. It's about team. And before, before basically um, – who was it that they that – they I think it was um, – was it Adrian Dantley? They called the professor or the teacher yes. or something. Like that. Yeah, they mm-hmm. had him, and Rodman was coming up in the ranks with the Pistons. They had a great overall team, but Dantley was starting to get upset that his minutes were starting to get 
you know, lower down because Rodman was really starting to come up. Rodman was a very versatile player. He could play three, four, or five, depending on how you were playing, if you were playing real small. And mm-hmm. uh, he was getting upset that his minutes were getting taken away. So they ended up getting rid of him and trading him to the Mavericks for Aguirre. And Aguirre came in pretty much the same player, just about, but with less ego, you know, about mm-hmm. him. And uh, really, they all came to the consensus that it's no, it's no, not about any individual. It's about the team. Literally, Isaiah Thomas, he could have averaged way more points than – well, not, I'm not going to say way oh, more points. Yeah. He could have averaged more points than he actually did. He, he had did. some great games, but basically the way he described it is, like, every game was different. Like, if somebody – you know, like, it wasn't always one person that was leading the team. There would be some games where Rodman would be doing great. There would be some games where Aguirre would be doing good. Uh, what's his name? Vinny, uh, Vinny Johnson, he'd be going ham. Like, they, yeah. they had – that's they right. basically passed the buck Joe around. Dumars, Dumars yeah. yeah. They would like it would be somebody different every time. It wasn't always the same person, and that's really what kind of made them, you know, unbeatable at that time, or not really unbeatable, but you know, hard to defeat because literally it could be any guy, any given game, and they weren't afraid to pass the ball around. They weren't about the the stats, padding stats. It was all about wins, and that's really, yeah. that's really you can see that really happened with the Bulls in this last week's episodes when they moved from Doug Collins' offense to that triangle offense where it involved the team more than it did just Michael. And they talk about it, you know, of course, when he started giving the ball off to Paxson and Paxson knocking down the shots, you know what I'm saying? So that's really when they started winning. When they hit the the weights, like we talked about last week, and when uh, they actually started playing as a team, that's when they got over that hump. So it was really interesting to see, man. And I like that. And I, and I like the point you just made because you made a great point about them learning how to play as a team. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that's the reason why the Pistons beat the Bulls three years in a row. They knew how to play as a team. And now the Bulls, pr- probably around the end of the part, they started to figure it out, but they still oh, yeah. lost. I mean, they were still pinned on Jordan. And then Scotty was a little younger. But once Scotty hit this prime, once Scotty hit all-star level, they never want not won another championship ever again until I mean if you want to count the year when he came back against the Magic, I mean you could say that year as well. But besides yeah. that, once Scotty hit the All Star part of in the prime part, they never hit. They never not won a championship ever again. They they said they, that was the turning point. That that, that last one when they beat the Pistons when he got knocked yeah. down to the ground and got up and didn't he say nothing. Up. They they said they knew they knew it, it wasn't they happening. Knew. They, they weren't going. Exactly. Yeah, I, that's I, cool. I said it right there. That is when Scotty said hit that Scotty. Yes, because Scotty didn't need that no more because Scotty said if I get past these boys, ain't nobody else. I ain't nobody else gonna be able to stop me now. Mm-hmm. And, and the way I look at it, Scotty had a great mindset. Like, I yeah. see why he kept – I mean, I, to me, they were, like, the greatest duo that there were. I'll take Scotty and Jordan over a lot of people oh, as yeah. a duo yeah. combination because Scotty, the man, had it all mentally. And now he didn't probably have it all the way like Jordan had or the mom no. mentality of Kobe, but this man's mindset was determined to win as well. Because when he first got in, he said – I'm going to be better than Michael Jordan when he first got in. Yeah. Cause he, he was aiming, I'm going to be the best player on this team. So when, when you got two guys striving to be the best, and then once they both figure out, okay, we need each other for us to both win, oh, man, you're about to – oh, man. And they, they fed off of each other. I mean, like, they even mentioned in the documentary, when I saw, like uh, – I don't know if they were saying it, but it was an outside source, but they were saying uh, whoever it was being interviewed at the time that – 
you know, Jordan needed that guy that he could kind of rely on. And once he started seeing mm-hmm. Scotty stepping up to the plate, it gave him more confidence. And then the same vice versa with, you know, with Scotty, when, when Jordan went back down, it would just feed him even more. And it would give him that confidence that yep. I would be just like that too. And, and then from there, it just became like a team mentality. So it did. And you know it, what? And I really respect that. I really respect that a lot. It's really cool seeing that evolution of that team, seeing them get over that hump, you know, and kind of yeah. not necessarily in real time, but, you know, going back and looking at that timeline. It, it, it is. Yeah. And, and, and it's great. I, I like how they're going back and over and over again, just going through the stories. Like I said, you know, mm-hmm. that to me, to me, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome in my opinion. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's let's get into this one. This was a hot topic uh, this past week, and, and I can't remember if it was on the first or second episode, but obviously it's when they were talking about the Pistons. It was the last game um, in that series when the Pistons knew that it was done, and uh, Bill Lambeer told the team, hey, let's just walk out. And uh, sure enough, just about every person, except for the five that were on the floor, I think, uh, all left without you know shaking hands with the Bulls and everything. Um, and obviously it ruffled some feathers like, um, you know, Scotty didn't like it. Obviously Jordan, you could tell by his facial expressions, he didn't like it. Uh, Horace Grant came on and had him a famous little quote in the documentary. (laughs) So what what did you think about the whole thing? I know that they uh, had their own way of, um, kind of backing it up. They obviously said that the Celtics back when they were getting beat by the Celtics did the same thing to them. So they were just going to, you know, pretty much pass the torch figuratively speaking, like the Celtics did for them. So what, what are your thoughts on it though? Well, my thoughts on it right here is this. I'll say this. For one, I don't think the the entire thing uh, was right by the Pistons. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did show Jordan said after every single time they lost, which was three years in a row, he shook their hand. And obviously nobody likes losing. Man. No. Nobody likes like Jordan. Nobody likes losing, especially like him. And he said it hurt, and he hated it, but he shook their hands. But they tried to do steal seed. They tried to steal something from somebody else that was different. They tried to steal it from Boston, what Boston did them. And I don't think it more of, was more of a thing where you steal because just because somebody else was disrespectful, I mean you have to do the same. Mm-hmm. And yes, Boston did it. Boston did do it to the Pistons, but like they say, nobody said anything about, about Boston. But you got to remember, I mean, literally at that time. Nobody was going to say anything about Boston because of no. who they were. I mean, it's the Boston Celtics. But that don't mean you revert to your actions to another team or another player. And Bill Lambeer, let me just – this man does not like anything Bulls-related, anything Michael Jordan-related. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the man don't even have – Bill Lambeer don't even have Michael Jordan in his top five. Ooh. So, that nice. shows you that shows you the hate right there. Oh, they hate each other. Oh my God! Like Bill Lambeer has a like it's it's been what thirty years now, twenty years, and this this guy still hate each other. Bill Lambeer does not. He don't consider Michael Jordan the goat. He thinks he said he can name multiple players that are still better than Jordan, and he is like Jordan wouldn't do that good in today. I mean, he brings up a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And saying if we didn't get old, we would have still whooped Jordan. Jordan shouldn't have any ring. He talks about that all the time. So they still got that little rivalry between each other. But now Isaiah part, I think Isaiah, Isaiah was just following the crowd and it hurt him in the long run. Because him not being on the dream team is a big 
slap in the face. And a lot of people say it was more of Magic Johnson not keeping him on the team. Because I don't know if you remember, it was just about two years ago. They had a little documentary about the, the makeup of Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas because they had a long rivalry. And they talked about it in the book of Magic Johnson saying he was one of the main guys to keep Isaiah off the team. It was him, Scotty, and um, Michael, Jordan. Right? Yeah, yeah, Michael. But the problem was somebody, one of the coaches said that Jordan didn't really have an input on. He oh, said wow. because Jordan was really one of the guys that was saying, I'll play with anybody. That don't mean I'm not going to talk to that person. And Jordan yeah. said he wasn't going to talk to him. He wasn't he going to say a word to Isaiah. He don't believe anything Isaiah say. I mean, slowly, they don't respect each other as much. But it was, it, was, it was a growing pain and a growing argument multiple times. Them guys just keep going at it. And Magic, two years ago, Magic and Isaiah had this documentary of them making up, talking about, hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the things that I did and what they did. Because they had, they had a little beef, too. Yeah. And then Magic. So, Isaiah, Isaiah, I mean, being on the bad boy Pistons team, you built up a lot of beef with a lot of players. Because, one, they did not like the way y'all were playing. Mm -mm. And, two, you're winning. So, you would trash talk, beat them up, and win. People don't take that the same way. No. So, it was hard. But, actually, once they received the whipping back, they didn't know how to respond to it. No. So, I think, I think Isaiah should let it go, if I had to be honest. I think he should let it go, but as time go on, I think Michael Jordan should let it go because yeah. you won and Isaiah lost, but to keep him off the dream team and the person they put over him, which was John Stockton, I don't know if that was the best move, but I will say it's not like they put a bomb over him because John Stockton yeah, yeah, all the time needed yeah. assists. You're right. I mean, come on, I mean look, look what we're talking about. We're talking about John Stockton. <laughs> so, exactly, exactly. So, so and then the – I mean, to me, they could have added, added an extra guard. They could have easily, like, I mean, I understand Chris Mullen was a forward. Yes, Chris Mullen, I don't know. I think they could have took him off, added an extra guard, and put it out to Thomas. Because mm -hmm. so, they had a lot of forwards. I mean, you had Malone and Barkley and uh, who else they had? They had a uh, lot of guys. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about it. Leitner was the college player. Yeah, they, they had a lot of – I mean, Larry Bird. I mean, dude, come on. You didn't need no more fours. <laughs> Your fours were good. Heck, you could even pit Maddie at four. I thought he was. So, Patrick Ewing, Scotty, like, dude, you had a lot of fours. So, overall, I would say that I think they could have took off somebody else and put him in. Like, I don't agree. I didn't I didn't agree keeping him off the dream team. But what thing and I will he's still he's still really hurt by that too. He he said he's, like you know I've won at every level. I've you know I've done this. I've done that. I beat Michael. I beat Larry. I beat Kareem. I beat Magic. Like he he's saying all this stuff. And he said the only blemish I have is not making that that dream team. And he said yes. I hate and I I would hate to know that the reason I didn't make it is because of something like that. So and he's right and he's right. Yeah, it's it's sad. It really is kind of sad. But it is. Uh, I, I've heard, uh, you know, Bill Simmons was talking about this um, here recently, too. And he, you know, when they said that the reason they did it is because the Celtics did it to them, 
he said, and this is, you know, this is Bill. So, you know, he's, he's very biased towards Celtics. So he's going to try to, you know, back them up. And uh, so, I, you know, it could be, you know, it could be right. Um, you know, I, I, for the most part, you know, agree with him on a lot of things, but um, he mentioned that during that time when the Celtics did that and they walked out on the mm-hmm. Pistons at that time, uh, they were, it, fans were still allowed to storm the court. So they didn't want to be out there when all the fans were all around them and everything like that. So they just got out of it, which I can understand if that's true. Now I can have to understand yeah, yeah, that's true. after you lose, and especially like you said, you lose to the people that beat you up, talk smack and then win. And mm-hmm. add on top of that, that you're going to have all their fans all screaming in your ear, you know, all around yeah. you. Like, you're, you're likely to maybe swing a punch or something like that. Swing so I can understand why you want to get out of that environment. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be out there either. So, I mean, I can buy that. Um, in, you know, of course, things changed where, you know, fans weren't allowed on the court. So I, I can see where he's coming from with that. Uh, but, you know, was it true or not? I don't know. Um, you know, it's just all really, you know, it's, yeah. it's in the past. Yeah. So we, we can't really tell. But. Um, but yeah, you know, my, my thing on the whole issue is, um, I, I don't know. I kind of feel it's, it's very petty, you know, still holding on to it. Like you said, I, I wish they kind of would do a, a makeup like, you know, he did with magic, but, um, the fact is at the end of the day, you won the game, you know, like yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really dwell on somebody not shaking your hand. You won the game. You got over these guys that were, have been beating down on you for all these years. Just be happy about it. You know, don't, don't yeah, let man. that ruin the yeah. moment. So um, that, that's kind of. I mean, I'm about to say the record is three to one. I mean, you don't won yeah. three times for their one, and they beat you on the last encounter. It's not like they beat you in the middle of it. They beat you mm-hmm. on the last one. I mean, I I would think more of okay, they got us. Congrats, finally. You know, mm-hmm. there you go. You finally got us. You got, you just they can. You know, it's your time now, and. I just don't. I just don't understand. You know how how they took that. I didn't think they took that the best way. Mm-hmm. So it, it was great. It was great to see. It's yeah. great to see. But like I say, like you said, it should have been made this up. There's no way that you should have this type of beef thirty years down the line. I mean, you y'all in your fifties and sixties. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not good to have that type of anger to another person. I mean, no. you should not make it up. But these guys, I mean, it shows how competitive these guys were. Like somebody said on Big Twitter, time. their robbery is still bigger than any robbery we have right now. <laughs> you could say so. I mean, right now, yeah. right now, it's not politically correct. I mean, our whole world is yeah. like, you know, you got to watch what you say, watch what you do. Back then, you could let things fly. Um, there's yeah, some stuff that comes uncovered on like Twitter after these episodes. You know, there. I didn't know yeah. this, but apparently Carl Malone was doing some nasty stuff on the side, you know, when he was when he was in the oh, league. Oh, yeah, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, so, I, you know, I'm not going to get into that one too much. But, you see, stuff was swept yeah. under the rug back then. And yeah, stuff was, yeah. Now you pay the price if something gets uncovered. Yeah. And, and, I mean, there, there's, still some, there's still some rivalries out there, but it doesn't go into as deep of stuff. I mean, the, the most recent kind of thing I can think of is pretty much um, LeBron and Curry, kind of like, I mean, I think Curry, they, I mean, they, yeah. they won't, they won't, neither of them will probably admit it, but I don't think either of them really care for each other. Um, yeah. You you know, when LeBron came back, when, when the Cavaliers came back from being down 3-1 and they threw the party, uh-huh. And they had the little skeletons of, you know, each of the Warriors players and stuff oh, like that. The 73 and 9. Yeah, yeah, like slight disses like that. That's how it is now. It's not like, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, it's, it's stuff like that. It's going to be, it's, I don't think we're ever going to get back to that point where it's going to be, hey, I just don't like you. You know, it, you'll have a yeah. player here and there, like um, 
I don't know if I have to think of somebody, maybe like um, maybe like a Marcus Morris, Marquise Morris. They they're not afraid to really voice their you know opinions. Really, they, they'll get up in your face and stuff. Some of these players, you're gonna have so Draymond. He obviously don't care to run his mouth. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. You'll have some guys that are that you know will voice how they really feel, but for the most part, people are going to try to stay. You know, they, they don't want to upset people with what with the things they say, and they don't want to end up in the spotlight in a bad negative. Yeah, way. that's true. That's true. And, and you know, I also look at it that the rob, the, the, like you said, today's game and back then's game, the people were able to just do whatever they wanted, and they, the social media wasn't as big. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we go back and think about, like, I was thinking about, like, Will Chamberlain. They said Will Chamberlain had an encounter with over 20,000 women. Oh, yeah. He, uh, now, he, he got around. 20,000 women. Now, imagine if he had social media today, and that man, 20,000 20, women. Good Lord. And, he, and they said there's no account that he's ever had a child. So I think that is – <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, that, 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 that ain't adding up. You know, 20,000 times, something, something's going something's right. to happen one of these times. Uh, so there's some mafia stuff going on. Somebody's, you know what I'm saying? Something's yeah. happening to somebody. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's going on anywhere. You're right. So, to me, I think that's wild in itself. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, been, it's been some wild things that happened in the NBA. And if social media, like social media would have blown up at that time with that rivalry. Oh my gosh. And like they say, social media, everybody has eyes on nearly everything. That's why LeBron gets criticized so much. Yeah. If they had the eyes like that on Jordan. He would have been, yeah, would it would have been just the same. Before he won that same. championship, it would have been exactly yes. the same. It really would have. Like it, it took MJ seven years before he won his first ring. You talking about memes, they would have mean him up too. Really? A lot. You keep losing to the Pistons. And like yeah. you make the, you do all these winning MVPs and all these scoring titles just to go in the playoffs and lose to the Pistons. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, the times are different, and I will say the times are different. And each player has their own motives, and it, I think it's more of a individual game today than back then. Mm-hmm. They played a lot of team, but today you have a lot of individuals more than team. And it hurts some teams because, to me, I truly believe, like, the Rockets, there's no reason why the Rockets shouldn't win as much as they do out of all the talent. Because you got James Hardy and Chris Paul. And, and it's a three-point game. I mean, these guys missed 28 threes in one game. And how you do that? They missed 28 threes in one game against the Warriors. And the biggest game. Was game seven. Game seven, that's right. Like, they went up 3-2. They gave up game six, and they had a 15-point lead in both of those games against I, the Kevin Durant. Yeah, I like having the Rockets around, though, because they – the reason why I kind of like having them around is is they have a different – you know you know how they kind of run the things. They got Daryl Moore running the show there. He's all mm-hmm. – he's an analytics guy. He bases everything off numbers. And to a degree, I like hearing about that. It's it's really cool to actually dive in and see the, the analytics he looks at. He only goes for, yeah. like, 3 and D guys – um, it's really cool to listen to him talk about it, and it's the reason I like having them in the league is something different, you know. And especially now, they, you know, they're playing they're playing real small ball. You know, they don't really have yeah, a center, so I like having that that wrench in the mix. You know, what I'm saying like this random yeah. team that's you know nothing like anybody else. Um, I, I do kind of agree with what you're saying. Uh, you know, to a certain extent with the the less team ball. Because, you know, every year you're going to have some teams that have, um, you know, everything running through one guy, but then you'll have teams, you know, even 
Golden State, with all the talent they've had, they really played team ball, you know. Or, um, yeah, you know, I, I guess you could say like the Le, the LeBron teams. It wasn't necessarily all team ball. You know, he he had the ball in his hand most of the time, but he would try yeah. to get his teammates involved and stuff like that. So, uh, I kind of get where you're coming from with it, though. And then um, you got like James Harden. Like they say, James Harden would dribble. I mean, they did like a little stat on how he would dribble out majority of the clock, and yeah. then he'll take the shot or how many possessions he will have compared to the whole team. Yeah. I mean, he will have over – he will have the ball in his hand over 85% of the possessions. I mean, like, good – which, I mean, understandable, but mm-hmm. he will have, like, pass – have the ball in his hand past, uh, like, eight to ten seconds of a possession in his hand. So, that's, that's a long time when you think about a 24-second shot clock. Yeah, and he's always got the ball in his hand. I mean, he's doing the dribbling, but that's just one player. I mean, obviously Russell Westbrook, Westbrook. was doing it when he was on his own team, and then Kyrie was doing it when he was on the net. So, the I mean, it's 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 a little different, but uh-huh. as time goes on, I mean, they they have to learn, and once they learn, yeah, because that's the reason why LeBron keep going to the finals because he understands the team game yeah. and he understands what works around him, and uh, uh, the Warriors, the Warriors understand a team game. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, they got a lot of three-point shooters and all of these guys, but them guys can shoot. And yeah. they have the team. Everybody can shoot. Curry, Clay. I mean, yeah, they had Durant. Draymond then, every now and then. He'll Draymond some, every now and then. I mean, they work as a team. Uh-huh. I mean, look at all those screens. All those screens they set. They'll set four screens up for Steph Curry just get a three. It's crazy. It really it's is. crazy. It's wild, but they weren't no how team ball work. That's why they win. So. Yeah. Well, uh, back back to this a little bit. I know that um, you know, there's always yeah. hot topics that go on after um, you know, the, each each week's episodes um, of the Last Dance, and you know, we've already covered a little bit with Isaiah Thomas. You know, him not making the drinking that was a big you know talking point, and then now it seems that Isaiah Thomas is is crawling up a lot of people's boards. Like you know, people are actually starting to look up you know old Isaiah Thomas highlights and things like that. So he's yeah. he's became a pretty hot topic, and now we're looking at uh, his let's, birthday let's, just a few days ago. Yeah, well. birthday as well. So, but then we have people coming out like Jordan's old agent. And I don't know if you oh, saw his latest comments, but he's yeah. talking about some – if he was in today's NBA, he'd be averaging 50 points and shooting <laughs> 75% from the field, all this kind of stuff. And so that has really sparked some insanity, and now people are making some <laughs> crazy remarks. You got uh, Mike Wilbon. I really want to talk about this one because you got Mike Wilbon going on saying KD, LeBron, people like that would not be able to last in the 80s and 90s. And I, I just wanted to hear – I wanted to hear your take on this before I, I uh, go crazy. All right. I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> Do I think LeBron I'm I am i am going name I'm gonna name a few players that I think that could have played back then. I'm gonna try to I'm try to get up five. I know for a fact LeBron can. I know Kevin Durant can. Mm-hmm. Um I might go back a little bit because he would play a little bit. I'm gonna say Kobe show enough could have. Yeah. Um I'm gonna say Dirk, and yeah. go with uh, I'm gonna go with Kawhi. I'm gonna go Kawhi, and, I, and I'm gonna say Giannis. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say those guys. I'm gonna say those guys could have played and been effective back then. But I always use this: People say, if you take the guys with the same skill and the same talent and put them in the '80s and the '90s, would they be better? Yes, they would be better. But that's not the way you should be able to look at it. The way you have to look at it is if they grew up in the 80s and the 90s, 
would they still be better? Now, that's the question. Because yeah. then you go more to the mental and psychological effects of that player. Does that player have that mindset to overcome what they did in the 80s and the 90s? Because basketball was different. And I say this because people want to bring up that. Well, people back then aren't as good as the players now. Okay, yes. Are the players now more athletic? Yes. Uh-huh. Are, they, are they probably better? Yes. But uh-huh. you have to look at what you went through. Growing up in the 60s and the 70s, you weren't taught to shoot from freaking half court. No. You weren't taught no. to shoot all around. The dribbling, you weren't taught that yet because the game has evolved. Now, give those players in the 70s, 80s, and 90s the same technology, the same nutrition, the yes. same recovery. Give those, Now tell me how they respond. Because people are like, Larry Burrow wouldn't do nothing today. He'll be just – See, yeah, yeah. I don't agree with that. But the, what I disagree with is him saying that they would suck, even like that the, the players that you named out would suck if we just took them and put them in the 80s. No. That's, that's I, what I, I disagree I with. Because, no, there's, because there's this whole mentality from a lot of people that, oh, man, you put them back there, they'll get decapitated, they'll get beat up, all this kind of – that may be true. They'll get they'll get a little bit That's hit more than they would. But I, we we over exaggerate how much people got hit and stuff like them. I realize that it was it was more than it is now, but that ain't saying much. Because yeah, now true. you can't even hardly touch people and stuff like that. Yeah, you can't touch people. See, that's the thing. Now you're telling me a guy like LeBron size couldn't take pounding. He definitely could. Now I think he'll take pounding. But see, the thing the thing is that this is where it's going to be different. Is LeBron has finally understood that I have to take care of my body. That's mm-hmm. the reason he don't play in many minutes. He don't play as long. He don't he, – he load management. Same thing Kawhi. Kawhi I, I wouldn't necessarily say – I mean, Kawhi more so than LeBron. LeBron doesn't really oh, take off many games LeBron. and stuff. And yeah. I, LeBron's he, still actually high in minutes and stuff. I mean, the only minutes he, he really sits out is like maybe the end of the end of each quarter, you know, like, you know, first, second, um, maybe a little bit at the end of the third, stuff like that, beginning of the fourth. But – yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't it ain't a whole lot. Like, he's actually still racking up a good bit of minutes. Well, I'm about to say he averaging around 30, 31 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, but it's it's more of he he's doing what – because he's trying to play in the long run. He knows yeah. his team going to make the playoffs. See, and but see, this is the thing. that And that's where I slightly separate him from Jordan, but he's smarter than Jordan on this. Jordan played 82 games on um, seven seasons in a row. Mm-hmm. And he kept playing 82 games. Like, Jordan would not miss a game. And was different from him and LeBron. LeBron would be okay missing because he's trying to do it for the long run. He knows his team going to make the playoff. Same thing with MJ. MJ knows his team going to make the playoff. But MJ wanted to play every game, play hard every minute, mm-hmm. be in the game all the time, and have the number one seat every single time. Michael Jordan wanted to be number one in everything. He wanted to have number one yeah. seat, number one this. So, but LeBron is more like, I don't need that because I know I got my team and I know even I get the 2C, 3C, 4C, I'm fine because we're going to win. I mean, because I'm going to go playoff mode. Which yeah, is when he gets I, playoff mode, it, it's over, man. He's, yeah, which is I can understand a LeBron, which is, yeah. un, which is big time understandable. Play for the long run, not for the short term. And Zero dark 23, baby. That's, that's right. That's uh-huh. right. <laughs> that's it. But like you say. I don't agree with Will Buss. And I see a lot of people saying this. A lot of people are saying it right it's now. It's ridiculous, man. They're bringing up nostalgia. Old heads. They, they, to say that he couldn't play. Is well, here's my thing, dude. And and it's more – it's not really 
I feel like it's not even exactly aimed at LeBron. Like, I think it's a little bit, you know, somewhat aimed at KD, too. But KD is a seven-foot guy that can shoot from three. You know, he can shoot like – KD is arguably the best scorer since since Michael. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. how do you yes. figure that one? Where do you get that? I, I just thought I was like, where, where are you, where yes. are you getting this one? Where, where is this – let me tell you something about Kevin Durant. Bro. This boy, Kevin Durant, to he's me, nice. he's to nice. me, bro, could easily. He gonna, he's he's going to be a top 10 player, and he's going to have a great case for top five. I hope he, I hope he comes back healthy, man. I, I hope he, if he comes – well, see, this is the thing. He don't need to even be in the hole no more. He could be like Dirk. Dirk, you know, Dirk, when Dirk got old. Oh, he, he, he could evolve. Like, the rest of his game could be like that. You're, I mean, you're so right on that. Ball. Dude, you can't stop the man. No. And when he stops on a dime and do a pull-up jumper, the, you can't block him. <laughs> that's, that's what makes him so, nice. so special. Yes, like, it's so special. Man. So I enjoy watching Durant. And even MJ said to himself, they said, who you think can beat you one-on-one? And he said, you know, he said, I would like to play this person. He said, I would like to play Kobe, LeBron, yeah. all these guys one-on-one. And when he brought up Kevin Durant, he said, the only person he think that really could beat him would be Kobe because Kobe would steal all his moves. But he said Kevin Durant would give him the hardest troll. Cause the man seven the man is seven foot. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he is lethal from yeah, anywhere on the court. So He's wet, Durant is a monster. That like when Golden State got him, I never forget when they broke the news. I hated that crap so much. That was such a bad oh day. Well, July fourth, I can't remember the exact yeah, you know, was it twenty fifteen? Yeah, it was twenty fifteen yeah, uh, or twenty sixteen, something like that. Sixteen, 16, 16 yeah. Jesus it was so Christ. funny. It was so funny, bro, God. because I said, and no, it was on Bleacher Report. It was like, there's a possibility that Kevin Durant can go to the Warriors. And I sent it. I thought I, that I was hilarious. I was like, no, no way. I was a group chat with uh, Kiever. You know, we like to argue and Tanner and all them, but we like uh-huh. to argue all And he's like, how can you believe that? That would be the craziest thing in NBA history if Durant would go to the Warriors. Like, that's so OP. Like, they would never do that. And I was like, I don't know. I was reading that article, but it was like a month before it happened. And I was like, oh, it could be. And then as time go on, they started talking about Durant potentially to the Warriors. Yeah, and was, it started picking up steam. And it was, was like, There's no way they're actually going to do this. Where did you think he was going to go if he didn't go there? I thought he, I, I was actually a little certain that he was either going to Boston or the Wizards. I, I was thinking, yeah, what what was it? The Scott Brooks connection with the, with the Scott Brooks, yes. Okay, yes. And, and he's from there, right? And I think he's, he's from, from there. He's from Washington, yes. So I actually saw that. And it was going to be him, John Wall, and Bradley Beal. That'd have been nice. I that could have been a nice little thing right there, especially yeah. the pretending East. But when this man went to the Warriors, I was like, dog. <laughs> I hated I hated him for that. I, and that, that's – do you think – all right, and so – you know, there's been a, and we're getting off on it. We'll 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 talk about this, and then we'll go to the Jones County thing. But the um, like when when he when he did that, it was kind of like, in a sense, you know, people will be like, oh, well, he did exactly what LeBron did. LeBron went to Miami. I don't I don't know. I've, I've always been one of the people that say no. LeBron didn't lose to Miami before he went to him. I mean, this guy Durant was up three one on these guys in the Western Conference Finals. Ended up getting come back on and beat by him, and then goes and joins him. That's the thing that bothers me. They didn't need him already. He could have beat him on his own. He just he failed to do it. LeBron went to Miami, you know, and he was, you know, they weren't really a big threat to him, you know, at that time, you know. But he went to go because 
how I, how I kind of figure it is, really, you can go back and look at all the teams that he played for his first stint with Cleveland. They sucked. I hate it. Like, I, I hate it for him. The organization really just kind of screwed him. Like, there, there was times where his, his best guy next to him was like, who was it? It was like Booby Gibson or yeah. uh, Drew Gooden. You know Drew what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Like that, West, that is uh, not going to cut it. It was never going to. Yeah. Zadrunas Ogalskis, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, washed up Shaquille O'Neal. It, ben Wallace, washed up. It's not going to cut it. And yeah. when you fail to do that so many times, I kind of give you a free pass to be like, go somewhere where you can actually have a decent team. And he, see, he, went, he went and did that. Durant has no excuse. Durant had Durant no excuse. Have an excuse. Because Durant could have won and go to, I mean, on, on Oklahoma City. He had no excuse he whatsoever. He could have won. They had a great team. They had this hit, dudes. You to me, even even Iggy said it. Even though they lost the finals, he said, "I truly believe the best team that 2016 season was the Oklahoma City Thunder. They were good. That would have been a phenomenal finals. Now I think Cleveland would have beat them. I don't think they would have went down three one against that team. But then again, I don't know because yeah. if anybody watched that series against the Warriors, that dude Durant and Westbrook, good God. They were blowing yeah. those. They were blowing them out, and not only that, they had Stephen Adams and that uh, Serge Ibaka and Serge Ibaka, yeah. man, and Serge Ibaka. So they had, they had all those big men, and nobody could stop them. The Warriors, and then yeah. randomly out of nowhere, those guys started taking threes. Like they started putting Ibaka out, and he was shooting all those threes. And I'm sitting here like, dude, yeah, it, did, it don't make y'all no have sense. been dominating the paint. That's the reason why y'all went up three one. Why y'all? <laughs> And it's crazy because because they even had a, like not only did they have a good starting lineup but I mean you mentioned it they had Canner off the bench who else did they have off the bench I know they either had like Reggie Jackson or Nate Robinson Reggie Jackson they maybe did Derek Fisher um, yeah Cephalosha oh, have- you know what I'm saying uh, mm. Kevin Martin maybe at that time you know they had Deion a Martin solid team you know yes. like they had a great team like Dude. they were the true definition of really building around you know somebody and and giving them everything he needs. But it just didn't work out. The fact yeah, that yeah. you had three MVPs on one team that, that's at one time. That's right. In 2012, yes. And you know, what? I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this too. Uh, between, like you say, the LeBron and the Kevin Durant, the decisions they made by leaving their team. LeBron didn't have good management. All right. So since he didn't have good management, I can understand him leaving. But see, this is where people put a dot on his legacy because they like to say, "Well, Jordan didn't leave." And he stayed no. there. He overcame it. And then they want to use other people examples. A la, look at the Pistons. Because the Pistons had to get through Boston. And they yeah. stayed there. Nobody in their core left. I mean, and there's, there's a lot of different examples. But nobody wants to talk they, about They it. really built through the draft. When you build through the draft, a lot of the times it'll work. But, like, nowadays we're in this, you know, ever since, you know, KG, uh, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, like, linked Ray up Allen in Boston, it, it's just been a super well, team. It, it, see, well, I'm going to tell you this. But it was it before happened. then. Yeah, it because did. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley could not win. No. Well, he was going to the playoffs with the 76ers, but he kept running to the Jordan. He couldn't win. So he yeah. went to the Suns, in which 1993, he won MVP. Yeah. And he had the number one seed in the West, and they just molly walked through the entire West. Yeah. He didn't get to the NBA Finals. Guess who we got to see again? Michael Jordan. Jordan. So, yep. And then after that, Kevin Johnson totally disappeared in that. I mean, they had a good team. Yeah, Kevin they Johnson totally disappeared in that finals. Barkley was dealing with like some health Barclay. issues. Mm-hmm. But Barkley was still dropping. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was going ham. They yeah, they the said 
they said if it had been a regular season, you know, game and stuff like that, like he probably wouldn't have been playing, you know, during that. But I think it was something with his knee, but they he was pushing through. I got to give it to Barkley. He was he was a tough player, man. Barkley was, was tough. Player. And then Barkley went to the Rockets. Look at the super team with the Rockets in 90, uh, 97 and 98. Yeah. I mean, it had Charles Barkley, Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler. How'd that not work, man? Dude, and, and, and the funniest thing about it, and see, now, and this is why I also throw it in. I, I'm hitting a lot of points. But, like, the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz in 97-98. In 98, this is who they all beat. They beat the Lakers in 98. 98, the Lakers that year had four All-Stars. I have to go back through the list. But they had four All-Stars. They obviously, they had Kobe and Shaq. But, yeah, Kobe and Shaq weren't the same at the time. But they were All-Stars, and they had beat them in the playoffs. Then they had beat um, the Spurs with Tim Duncan and David Robinson. David Robinson, yeah. And then they beat the Rockets with Hakeem Olajuwon, um, uh, Clyde Drexler, and Charles Barkley. Pretty crazy. So and, um, people want to say, well, dog, uh, what was going on here? Like, what happened to the – why did – Michael Jordan has not played the same caliber teams as uh, LeBron. And I want to say, yes, Michael Jordan did not play the Warriors of today. They didn't, he didn't play Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. But the problem was he did play them, but he didn't have no team. I mean, he did play the Celtics. Uh, we had five all-stars. I mean, good God. And yeah, yeah saw, that, that's arguably the like one of the better teams of all time. Yeah. Honestly, that but, and then you look at who they had to play to get to different teams. Like, for instance, the Jazz were really good, bro. The Jazz were a really good team, and they beat a lot of teams that sometimes had better players than they did. Yeah. But they played good team ball. So that Utah Jazz team was really good. And I always look at it this way. If Jordan wasn't playing in the finals, a lot of these teams would have rings, like the Rockets. Or the Knicks even went to the finals. But they lost in seven games. Yeah. Or the Magic, you remember when they went to the finals? The Utah Jazz will have range. You have the second all-time leading score, and you have the number one all-time assist uh, player. They both on the same team, and they don't have a single ring at all. Crazy. That shows you. That shows you the the level. I guess they played more like team ball and stuff because, like, you know, really, you know, you you look at that team, I can name you Carl Malone, Hornacek, and (laughs) Stockton, but after that, it kind of becomes a a wash. Like, I think they had, like, Byron Russell, ain't that his name? And then um, Ostertag, Greg Ostertag. You see what I'm saying? After after those three, you start kind of getting the guys where you're just like, who, you know, your average NBA player or your NBA fan won't really know them. But I, I definitely get where you're coming from on that, though. You're right. You're right. I mean, it would just – it would be fun, you know, seeing that kind of stuff. I mean, shoot, you go – I mean, I like how you, you said, you know, there was – because there definitely was super teams before that, you know, the Celtics team, you know, got yes. their big three. But I think that was just like a resurgence. You know, once they did it, then it just kind of hit like, okay, we got to stack up against them. And then it just – it went from there. But we did go through a little period, I guess, where it kind of went to a lull. But it's been fun. I mean, it, it makes for a fun NBA. The Celtics – uh, yeah, they, they, those were fun to watch, um, and it was fun watching them go down. But one thing you often hear, um, and, and I'll agree with this, is that that Celtics team is probably one of the most overrated teams of all time. They they won one 
championship, but yeah, you should hear about them all the time. They talking trash all the time. But they, they talk like they're the gods of the NBA. Uh-huh. I, dude, I get enough of hearing about the 2008 Celtics, bro. Seriously. I get enough of hearing. I mean, congrats. You win. If we talk about them like that, then they need to start talking more about the 2011 Mavericks. Because yeah. to me, I mean, talk about that team that way like they did. All, I mean, yes, you won one championship. And hard to win a championship, we're not going to take that away from you. All peers talk like they had the greatest team all time. Oh, my gosh. It, it can be so annoying sometimes. I am not going to lie. It man. do be annoying because Jeez. I'm like, yes, y'all won. But, look, you still lost to the Orlando Magic yeah. <laughs> in the playoffs the next year. And then you lost to the Lakers in the finals in seven games a year after that. And then, obviously, yes, LeBron went and got to the Heat. And then mm-hmm. you lost to LeBron. That was the end of them. That was the end so of that was the end of you. So, I mean, it's not like you – it was a dynasty. I, I, I never it ain't no that. dynasty. Yeah, I would never mention so it as a dynasty. A dynasty. No. You had a good run. I mean, if you if – I'm, if I'm being honest with you, your run – Really, when no bigger than what the, you remember the Pacers when the Pacers used to make it to the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals every year, they just didn't make it to the finals. I said, Yo, Ron is really similar to them when, when they had Roy Hibbert and Paul George. I mean, a yeah. lot of teams have runs like the Clippers, uh, when they had Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. That yeah, was a, a good, I, teams, I've watched some recent games of them. That was a really fun team. They really had, that fun. was a really good team. They beat the Spurs yeah. like a really good Spurs team in, in seven, yes, in the playoffs in seven games. That was. Yeah, a lot of teams gonna have runs. Like even the Knicks had runs. Yeah, but nobody ever talks about those. Even the Kings, nobody yeah, ever talks about the those. early two thousands Kings. You're right. That's right. Yeah, everybody gonna have their runs, but you can't sit here and call yourself one of the greatest teams. No, no. I can't. You, I'll be enough of that mess. <laughs> you're right about that. So let's move on. We're going. Let's. You ready to break into this uh, Jones County all defensive? team right here we're going to from this yep. past decade this uh, all decade team yes, um, sir. so we're going to start off so this last week we did our uh well last week we did our offensive side of the ball for the all decade mm-hmm. team and today we're going to do um the all decade defensive side we're going to start off on the defensive line and uh we agreed that we would do four defensive ends each uh that's the number we kind of came up with to go along here, and I'll let you start this one off because I'll start off with D tackles, so I can uh, toot your horn a bit when, when we <laughs> when we get to that one. All right. All right. So, so four defensive so, ends. Four defensive ends. And um, why you picked them? All right, my first defensive end was going to be Jadarian Boykin. Okay. Um, Boykin, he is right now. He is currently at um, Louisville. And the man is a monster. He is a monster amongst boys. And the boy can play some football. I think his year he had, his junior year, he had 18 sacks. I mean, the boy, he was a monster. If you see him now, his hand – I never forget him coming out of middle school. And his hands were the size – oh, my gosh. He was able to cover up the whole football. The man has sweet hands. He's – Big, he's explosive, got great hips, great lower body, broad shoulders. The man is strong. So Boykin really is has to be on this list. I have him first. Oh, then I'm gonna, then I will go next with Zach Griffin. Okay. Zach Griffin, let me tell you something. A lot of people but Zach Griffin was um incredible. Was an incredible defensive end. 
And to this day, I'm like, this man was able to do a lot of things. Like Zach Griffin was able to just make plays over and over again. His his energy rush, like he, mm-hmm. he just couldn't stop throwing. And I used to love that. Zach used to make a lot of plays, a lot of sacks, and a lot of pressures and a lot of rushing. And Zach was really, really good on the edge. And not a lot of people can block him. I mean, he had a great moves and. He was strong for his size as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, the boy used to be able to move a little bit. So I had Zach Griffin, and then I go with Scott Rooks. Scott Rooks, to me, you know, he had transferred in from Northeast, and uh, Mm -hmm. he was a a really good big body. And Scott was able – Scott, what helped Scott a lot was his football IQ. Scott football IQ was really good, and he was really strong. The yeah. man was, and then before his knees, you know, he had his few knee surgeries. Scott was really athletic, was really was able to move a lot, and he plus he was a really good wrestler. I mean, Scott, I mean, Scott was able to do a lot of things as he grew, and I respect Scott in a lot of ways. I mean, Scott, to me, inside the locker room, he was the truth. Outside, he was always he was always being a, a leader around places. So, I, I really respect Scott, and. My last one, it was it was a senior year thing, and this man was able to just a stride out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But Justin Justin Chambers. Okay. Justin Chambers at the defensive end spot. The man made some incredible plays, and I will say this: our senior year, if Justin Chambers does not get hurt um, against Good Academy. I mean, uh, before Gun Academy, because he got hurt and he couldn't play in that game. If he don't get hurt, I truly believe that we win that game. No question about it. I mean, we lost to um, DJ Dallas. You know, he's no yeah. way down. So, yeah. he was a, one fast man. Yes, Seahawks. But Justin Chambers, if he was in that game, because he played that end, he played that right end. Uh, I'm sorry, left end. He played that left end unbelievably. And I really, I really, really enjoyed seeing him play. And Justin Chambers made a lot of plays against Northside, against Houston County. I mean, dog, give me Justin Chambers. And I really respect the way he played. He played hard because it was literally a one-year span. I mean, he mm-hmm. played football all the years. And then this miraculously his senior year, he just just took off. And he was like, dog, this Justin Chambers don't went crazy. And he had yeah. a great football season. But um, it, I got him as my top four. And then I can make a case, uh, I'm going to mention, for yeah. Kane. Uh, Kane played in uh, Jones County his um, 2017 year. And a lot of people that know him will remember uh, Kane Munns, mm-hmm. 6'5", 240 pounds. Yes. And the boy was a beast. Kane was good. I know we supposed to pick four, but he'll be my honorable mention. Yeah, I was uh, gonna throw him in mine because you uh he wasn't in yours, so I was gonna put him in, in one of my four spots. Yeah, but well good, good, uh, good pick though. Kane, but yeah, Kane grew grew, started to grow and started to become to the position as he got older. But um but those are my top four. My top four are yes, um uh, Boykin, Griffin, Scott Rooks, and Justin Chambers. I like it. I like it. Uh, Jadarian uh, was obviously, I think he's like a consensus number one here. You know, sometimes you just have those guys in those positions that yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not even, you know, up for argument um, that, you know, there's a reason why he was, you know, being so highly sought and looked at and 
Um, he really had, you know, good speed off the edge. Like I remember he would, you would notice him whenever you would come and watch games. Like he always had an impact um, on that given game that you would come and watch. So yes. um, really stood out um, to me and really anybody that went and watched those games, you know, he was just a, a force to be reckoned with. So obvious number one there, I you actually had my first two. So uh, Zach Griffin, uh guy from my grade. So, you know, I, I knew yeah. him pretty well. So I love Zach. Yeah. Uh, Zach was like you said, it was really the energy because obviously he wasn't going to um, – he wasn't a huge guy, so, like, it wasn't anything really to do with necessarily size. I mean, he had decent size, but it wasn't like he was going to overwhelm you like – I guess you would say like Kane Mons would with, like, six foot five. Yeah. Zach was definitely not like that or anything. Yeah. It was really the energy level. When Zach really focused in and, and had a, you know, had a goal and wanted to go after it, he was – you weren't going to get him between oh, yeah. you. Kind of between it. Yeah, he he was going to get there, and really that's what I think kind of set him apart. He he was he was really and, and by that time you know senior year you know last year to play I think that really played a part in you know him really breaking out you know that last year you know like yes. it's all or nothing and he really he really left it all out there on the field honestly so um, every play yeah definitely a uh, number two guy and a hilarious dude always you know always a joy you know talking to him and everything he cracks me up. <laughs> um but yeah i'll go from here i'll go uh doug richardson so yeah, yeah gonna pull him out the pull that rabbit out the hat right now because uh obviously you know uh, people from those kind of you know you always hear about those richardsons and you know uh, everybody knew doug um he cracked me up also i had a uh, weightlifting with him he was just yeah, a character man Remember me and him, uh, you know, you would you would look at this guy and you you know, he's he's all hard, acting all hard and everything, but then there used to be that's just a little fun memory um of him. Uh, you know, because obviously, you know, me, little white guy going up and talking <laughs> talking with Doug. <laughs> I can't imagine like the conversation that was gonna go down, but he would always act all hard and everything. But then me and him would sit there and talk about this show that used to come on MTV called Buck Wild, and it was like the redneck version of Jersey Shore. And me, me and him used to just crack up talking about it. I, I always thought that was hilarious that, you know, a guy like him would be watching, you know, that show, you know, me and him would be sharing that. But uh, no. Doug, yeah. he was he was a beast. Now, I, you know, I hear stories about him growing up. You know, he was always one of those guys that was, like, bigger than the rest of the kids and everything. And, yeah. yeah, he was. You know, he was a multi-sport athlete, played basketball too. Um, very explosive, very strong, you know, and, and had pretty good size too. So, um, he, he was, he was pretty good. I, you know, I wish, you know, we often, you know, we, we often bring up these players that played before Jones County actually started getting really good. And he's one of those guys I wish could have had a chance to play, you know, um, in the know, next level. Yes. Yeah. Really. When, when Rogers was there or mm -hmm. something, cause I mean, oh, yeah, well, definitely. Yes. no telling, you know, what his potential could have been. Um, and then my last guy, I was, I was going to talk about Kane Mons here. And it was really, you know, the size was there. Um, you know, he was a guy that often he, he popped out too, you know. These other guys that, you know, are necessarily like, if you, you know, you start comparing people to, you know, Jadarian, you know, you're not going to get very far with it. But um, but Kane, he was, he was very good too. You know, he would get in the backfield, you know, wreck plays up. So and that, and that's really the main thing for a defensive lineman, right? You know, you want to create havoc, right? You want to mess everything yeah, up that's at the first level. So. I think he he did that well. Scott was on my list as well, uh, just mm -hmm. as a guy to at least mention, you know, because he he was in my grade. I saw him, just the raw strength he had and everything. Yeah. Um, and then a couple other guys uh, I would bring up, uh, Daryl Lee Duggan. I know you know him pretty well. Wasn't he defensive end? Yeah. I, he was I, a defensive end. He played yeah, pretty Darryl. well for, for a while there. So I thought he, he was worth yeah. mentioning uh, right here. Yeah. 
was there anybody else you thought uh, could mention too, or was it really just those five? No, I mean, I think you really we cover really the biggest list. I mean, I I, I remember Doug Richardson. Um, Doug was a monster man. I, I really respect Doug, mm-hmm. and um, he 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 was up there. I, I really I really could throw him out in my list too, thinking about that. But uh, yeah, th- that that's a really good list. That's a uh, really yeah. Good- we, you know, it's our job to cover cover as many as we can. So I, I like. Um, I don't want anybody worth it out. So that's a really um, good list. Yes, sir. So let's move on to defensive tackle. We're going to be naming three here, and I, t- I said I was going to start this one off, uh, just because I'm going to mainly hit on you real quick. Obviously, you're the you're the number one. I know you know you're not the guy, the kind of guy that's going to you know toot your horn, but um, yeah. dude, Torres, you were a freaking beast back in the day man like I especially like when I was able to start you know when I was you know going to all the games my senior year um obviously you definitely stood out um you know and it's really it was crazy because I mean you you obviously have I mean you're not the biggest guy in the world but you know you would always end up making plays I think you know the um you you have long arms so I think that really helped you out and um obviously a great wrestler you know being a two-time state champion and everything and uh, yeah. Torres would always find a way for those of you that didn't get to see him. Um, bless your heart, because he <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> man, he was he was a beast to watch. He would always find his way in the backfield. There's some plays that you'll see, like uh, he sh- he shared the uh, highlight not that long ago of him just getting in the backfield, taking the ball from somebody, and just taking it for a touchdown. You know, it was stuff like that that he would do. It was just electric plays. There, like whenever you needed a big play, I feel like they could always count on you to <laughs> to make something happen, and really. Yeah. You know, they could throw anything they wanted at you, but you, you fought really hard. You would always, you know, somehow end up getting back there. Um, so definitely number one, I think that's, you know, if it's up to me, I'm going to say that's a unanimous. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're definitely number yeah. one up there. Um, yeah. I don't think you'll say that, but I, I got to say it for you on that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's see. Uh, next up, I will go uh, DeAndre Wooten. And he was a guy when I was starting up, so I had to go with him there. Um, he, he, you know, he wasn't necessarily a, you know, a monster either with like his stature and everything, but he was definitely, you know, worked hard in the weight room. I think that's like a common, you know, thing with all these guys that, you know, they, they work really hard. They obviously showed out in the weight room. Um, I myself, not as much, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but Wooten, man, uh, very, like he could turn it on and turn it off. And really when, when he turned it on, he was mean. He was aggressive. He he would get after it. And, um, you know, he, another guy that I'll, you know, I'll say it again, you know, I wish I could have seen him on a better team because God only knows it's, it's just something about, you know, and you can probably attest to this and, um, you know, say what you want with it, but being up in a game, like being up by, you know, sometimes you guys were up 14, 21 points that really mm-hmm. gives you, um, you know, especially when your defense is playing pretty well and you got somebody in a third long, you're 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 pinning them back man and you're you're going after it I didn't he didn't really have many I don't think he had many of those opportunities because we weren't winning games like that you know during coach Jones time at Jones County so you're right give him that scenario give him that chance and I would have just loved to have seen you know what he would have done that you know like how he would have shown out at that time so um yeah definitely he had to be up there and then uh last but not least uh this guy he was hilarious. Uh, he was always talking. He his name is uh, is Sneed Greg Sneed. I love watching <laughs> Greg Sneed, man. Every, every time he do yes. Sneed, you know, so everybody, you know, be doing that whenever he would he would do something crazy. So, um, Dude, and yes. one thing about him, he was really quick. 
And for Boy, to be yes. his size, he would be doing like swim moves. Like I, I would watch him in practice, you know, <laughs> doing like swim moves and everything. That they would do like yes. he was one of the better ones. And um, and <laughs> I, I loved him as a person too. He, like I said, he was always you know very bringing the humor in. You know, uh, wasn't a very you know serious guy. You know, you talk about two two different sides of the moon. You know, DeAndre had his times where he was funny, but oftentimes it was definitely you know you would, it would, you would DeAndre serious over here, Sneed you know cracking up joking over here. So. Oh, uh, so Snead definitely, I had to mention him in my top three just cause, uh, yeah, I loved watching him. You know, he got everybody hyped up and then, um, if I had to throw some honorable mentions in here, um, Shamarco Wiley, you know, I got to shout you out, my little Marco, guy. Hey, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, man. Shamarco, you know, give it to him, man. You know, oh, everybody everybody would crack on the size and everything, but Shamarco showed up, you know, every day, you know, working hard at practice, getting in the games, working hard then. You couldn't sleep on him, even though, you know, like I said, the yeah. size, people would, you know, look at him different, but you couldn't sleep on him. And then um, Ed O'Neill, Egregious, I always liked him. Uh, yeah, he, he played really a good, good little bit. Yeah. yeah, I liked him. And then uh, there was a younger guy. Now, you'll be able to hit on the younger guys a bit more, I think. But um, last name Hurt. I, I can't remember his first name. Um, they called him Big Hurt or something like that. And um, I, I – can't remember much about him but I remember that you know obviously if he stuck out to me like that that you know he played pretty well and it, he was a he was a younger guy I want to say like he played but uh but yeah you're who are your three defensive tackles here all right um <laughs> I'm gonna put myself last okay but, uh I'm gonna I'm put uh I got DeAndre Wooten okay uh DeAndre let me tell you something he he is the guy I learned behind when I was uh, coming up through Jones County, the man was an incredible, an incredible defensive lineman. I used to really learn how he used to get off the ball quick and how how he used to use his hands. And DeAndre was really aggressive, and he would he wouldn't take nothing from nobody. He wanted to win. I used to really respect DeAndre, and we used to <laughs> it would be so funny because in my as my senior year came, he was like. And everything you got, you learned from me. And I was like, I knew someone already. But, you know, mm -hmm. I did learn a lot from you. And, you know, I really respect DeAndre. DeAndre was a big, big piece to what I learned in football. And he is he was really good at what he did. You know? I see those similarities now that you're – Yeah, DeAndre was really good at what he did. And our list is the same. Our list is literally the same, same thing, bro. Just different order. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got Wooten. I got Greg Sneed. I had to. You, you got to go with Sneed, man. Bro, let me tell you something. <laughs> I he's, love my Sneed. he's my cousin. He's my cousin. I loved him, man. I, what, yeah, dude, what's he up to now? He's, dude, I, he, he works right now. He's been uh -huh. coming in and out from, from Georgia. But, uh, you know, I always hang out with Cameron Sneed a lot because he's mm -hmm. my cousin. And, dude, let me tell you something, bro. Greg Sneed, when I watched I watched him play three times. And he's never disappointed me every single time. Like, because Greg Sneed was able to move and he was so explosive. He was. Dude, he was so explosive. And I really, I really, I really expected Greg Sneed. And uh, I was like, man, this guy's good. And he, he did a lot of things. And I was able to see that he was really good with his hands. He moved. And, and the great thing about it is, from these two D linemen, like I as as I was coming up, they was they would talk to me and help me out a few times because I, yeah. I, I I I looked up to them a little bit playing on the D line, you know, because those were the guys that I watched. And it's not because I watched them; it's because those guys were that good. Those they guys were. were monsters, 
you know, and only thing that hurt, I mean, because of the size, you know, everybody ain't the tallest, so everybody ain't gonna get all the scholarship to go and play somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Understandable, but those guys were really who they say they were. They were that good, and um, I got me. <laughs> yeah. Next, you know, um, I think I did some good things at Jones County. Uh, um, I broke the SAT record. Um, in the state of Georgia, I was one sack away from breaking the single season sack record. The, sack, the single single sack record was tw- it's tw- twenty four and a half, uh-huh. and I had twenty four. So uh, I'm sacking all time in the single season, but it is what it is. But I, I had, you, I had some, great accomplishment. Yeah. yeah, and then I broke like the sack record on my birthday um, at the school. I broke the sack record at the school. So, yeah, I got 24 sacks in the season. But I, I really enjoyed the time I had at JC. I mean, it was fun mm-hmm. trying to get past guys, you know, being quicker than most linemen. But hey, now you now you get to do it at the next level this year. That's right. right. That's the fun uh-huh. part. Now I'm getting to do it at the next there level. There you go. Now. Just replicate it. Just do the same thing, That's man. That's right. Let's do Should the same thing over there. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to put a sack record at uh, UTC. It's 13. So, be oh. on the lookout. I'm going for it. Okay. Um, and I'm hoping I'm hope I have a goal. I have a goal to have it. Try to have it at least broken by uh, October 24th if we play the season. October 24th is when we play Mercer. Ooh. And we play Mercer on my birthday. On okay. Home. At Mercer or uh, at at UTC. Okay. During our, during our homecoming. You'll be going against one of my uh, my interns from this past semester, Kalen Riley. He's the quarterback. So. Oh oh Shout yeah. Shout out Kalen. So Kalen be looking out for Torres. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so it's gonna be really interesting. I can't uh-huh. wait. I cannot wait. Any got anybody uh, honorable mention? In this oh, list? honorable mention. Oh, oh, yes, Josh Sanders. Okay. They used to call they used to call him Wolfman on the team. And uh, this man, let me tell you something. It's like the man could never get tired. He, okay. you, you talk about like when plays don't come to you, when somebody runs an opposite side of the field and you have to go and make their play. This man would always you or sprint. Ooh, speed. He'll D-line tugging with offensive linemen and he'll leave the ball going at least 10, 15 yards and he'll sprint full speed to try to make the play down the field. And that's the type of effort. I mean, Josh Sanders was a great pass rusher. He was uh, he, was, he was really good. I mean, I really respect Josh Sanders because he played hard every single play. Mm-hmm. And uh, another person that I, I would like to put out there, I wish he had a uh, um, some more opportunities to be able to get a chance, but I, I really respected uh Jabo. Oh yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, Jabo was another one. Jabo was really good at what he did and uh, I took Jabo really under his light a little bit and then mm-hmm. done some uh things and he was he was really good at what he did. Jabo was able to like push and strive for a lot of things because the man was quick off the ball. I remember mm. as a freshman, he he was he was playing as a freshman in the Northside game. Oh, wow. We beat Northside and he was he played in the, a lot of games as a freshman, you know. You know, I would have wished some things went differently. Um but overall he was really good. You know yeah. he, he he had a lot of opportunities. So I forgot about him, but yeah J Bo was one of those guys, you know, and we, we mentioned it often that he, we were hearing about when he was coming out of middle school right. that he's gonna be one of the next guys up. So Right. Definitely, definitely that good shout out on that one. Uh, yeah. So let's see. Next up is linebacker. We got four linebacker spots here, and I'm interested to see. Uh, you, you got, got four. Is. Okay, yeah, you got four. Okay. Let's, let's hear who you got, man. Okay. All right. Then, well, first this one. Is, this I is got, the. This is probably one of the toughest ones, in my opinion. Is, I have a lot of people I could throw in here. 
I I do too, and I have another one. I can't remember his name currently. Okay. Um, you'll probably be able to help me out. All um, right. First, first I got Davin Price. Okay. Right? Okay. Davin, Davin to me, I don't care what nobody say about his size. Davin was one of the best linebackers in Jones County. Is the, but now it could change because I'm about to tell you my next one. But he is to me one of the best linebackers in Jones County because this boy was a monster for the ball. That's and true. he was able to strive for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I really respected a lot of things Davin was. Davin was a beast. He was a monster amongst men. And the man made a lot of plays. And like, he did. You depend on Davin. Davin was so good. And you could depend on him to do a lot of things. He had a great eye for the ball, great football IQ. The man was all over the field. He can cover. He can make tackles. He was never scary. Come up no. and come I love Davin. Davin was physical. Davin, Davin was a was a what you would describe as a Jones County football player because he was tough and hard nosed and always worked at what he did. So I really like Davin. And him. second one, um, Dion Dion Richardson. Okay, he, he, play, he is playing right now. Yeah, I uh, get a lot of offers, right? He's getting a lot of offers. Dion to me has some skills that I would say. Whew. <laughs> Uh-huh. Depending on how this senior year go for him, Dion could take over Davin. Yeah, but Dion is a beast, bro. Dion is a person that is big time, unbelievable. Like Dion has made a lot of plays. He can catch. I mean, he, he makes a lot of interceptions at linebacker. He gets sacks. I mean, not saying Davin didn't because Davin did the same. But Dion mm-hmm. is, and he's a little faster. Dion can run. Dion is a He's really good at that middle linebacker spot. And I, and his football IQ, um, a lot of people say it's really good because I'm not within the locker room, but it looks like he really makes a lot of great decisions at linebacker. So yeah. I respect Dion. I like Dion. Dion Richardson is, has to be he's – the, he's the guy that is playing right now that I have to have on the list because he is up there. Yeah. Uh, my third one uh, because he was, he's really, he was really good those years he was there – um, uh, Alex Parkinson. Alex Parkinson was a great uh, football player, and um, he was able to do a lot of things. He was smart. Um, I, I would say that he was really physical. I'll tell you one thing. You talk about a player that don't care about what they want to do, Alex was that type of guy. Alex Parkinson would not care. He would hit you. And our, our favorite thing we used to do was called kill him. And we used to do kill him, and he used to care who he hit, and people would like push him after the play, or he'd get up and start scuffing with him. Yeah, <laughs> hold back, hold back, Alex. You know, and it it was really good. It was really good. Alex, Alex to me was really good, and I, I really respect him. And then the next linebacker I would have to go would be Antonio Evans, aka Bull. They call him Bull, and right. uh, uh, he plays. At, I've heard uh, of him. Now that you're mentioning it, I know who he plays. About. He plays at uh, Miles College right now, and uh, uh, Bull is a boy. He is what he say he is. He is a bull. Mm-hmm. A boy can play, and I have Bull up there because Bull really, he really has that athletic part where he can. He had one of the lowest stands. I mean, the man when you talk about a man getting a stand, he, his knees, he always down his butt touching the floor. Yeah. Again, but then the crazy thing about it, he explodes up out of it. Uh-huh. And he gets to the line. It's it's crazy how fast he explodes up out of it. Like you're pushing down on a spring and you're just letting it go, right? Yeah, and boom. Uh-huh. He'll, yeah. He goes and makes the play. So 
Yeah, Bull, Bull to me is really good, and I really respect Bull. Bull has a lot of great talent. We were just playing 707 a few days ago. He was making plays. Yeah. And he still looks really good, really, really in great shape. So I got Antonio Evans for my honorable mention. Um, here, 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 wait on him, wait on him, because I, because I might, I might hit on some of you guys real quick, and then we'll do honorable okay, mentions you know, you right after. Because I'm about to say, let, let me, uh, well, number one, well, I like the guys you picked a lot. I think that um, I, I'm going to go for not, my number one. I'm out, I'm going to go Davin as well. I, I really like that pick there, Davin. Uh, Davin was a key piece to that team that made it, um, you know, really far in the playoffs. You know, it's it's sad the way everything happened. I hated it just as much as you guys did. I promise you, like everybody hated, you know, seeing the way things ended. And, I wish yeah. y'all – I think y'all really could have, you know, given the right circumstances and everything, could have maybe won it all that year, honestly. It make you go back and look at all those plays, bro, and you say, why just one thing? I know. It, it all came down to that one play and, um, you know, well, at the end, you know, but to be honest with you, the whole game, you know. You, it was you some really, crazy things that led up to it. There man. really was, you know. So <laughs> it, it wasn't just that one play, but that one play, no. you know, it, it just – it's it's – you know, it's it's imprinted in your mind now. You know? Forever, ever. Seriously, and um, yeah, Davin. I think he was he was a great pick. Uh, great. I feel like he was one of the you know big leaders for you guys during that time. Obviously, being you know playing in the middle there, linebacker. Um, and, and you know you, you didn't mention it, but I, I got to mention it here. But you know, Davin was a little bit of a Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill, wasn't he? Running that uh, yeah, was he was heavy, heavy hound. You know, a little and bit that greyhound. Offense. Yeah, the That's greyhound. Uh-huh. So that was always fun for for those of you uh, listening. Um, so when Coach Rogers came in, uh, we would have these short yardage situations every now and then. Torres can probably attest to it a bit, and he can probably tell me a little bit more about the personnel we had out there and everything. But right. whenever we had like inches or sometimes maybe two or three yards and this played a big role in our north side win yes yes we would we would pull out and we would have a big old offensive line like how many people would you say is on the line like including like big tight ends uh we would have um oh my goodness yeah we didn't have any receivers did we were no we had no receivers you had seven you had seven on the line Seven on the line. Then we had uh, Tariq and Terrell Solomon. We'll talk about them yes. later there. At the kind of – what would you call those, like, wingers or something for, a, like, a um, – Yeah, two wings. Key. Yes, two wings. And then we would have Davin under center as quarterback. And then was it you at fullback or was it – who was it? Um, It was me at fullback. Uh-huh. And then you had – it was me at fullback. You had both twins on both wings. And then you had Davin at the quarterback position. And it was crazy, y'all. Like, we would always end up – Davin would, like, do a little kick, and one of them would do, like, a little motion. So, it would kind of trick uh-huh. out the defense, get him moving a little bit. And either he would, like, QB keep it, pitch it out, you know, or he'd oh, give pitch, it for yep. it. He, he could, he could <laughs> do – you know, it was basically – we were kind of paying homage to the old Jones and County we, offense a little bit. Offense, we did. We and, was, and we And we never, ever – that year, we did never ever not convert first down. It was awesome, guys. It was awesome. I got part of me wishes uh, the UGA football team would adopt that for their <laughs> situations because God knows they they need to help with it. But man, I'm telling you, it was fun to see. There was like, and it, to be honest with you, I think it was against Northside, uh, and I just remember distinctively. Uh, Davin doing a QB keeper and busting up for like 15 yards. You know, should yes. should have been a one or two yard gain if that. But we man, push. y'all pushed him, man, and and that's really through. one of the one of the plays that sealed the deal against him. What a game that was! You'll hear us mention it, it all the time. That was a back and forth game for a while, 
and everybody was on their toes. But man, one of the greatest game, one of the greatest, one of the greatest high school games you'll ever see. Seriously, but that, but that man, when you talk about Davin Price, you got to mention that. I feel like, and um, Davin, like you said, you know, he would get some sacks. Uh, another play I'll, I'll mention that I remember him saying it combines with one of your other picks, Alex Parkinson. There was one play, and they got blown dead. But them two, one of them went under, one of them went over, and they just kind of like scissored a quarterback. I'm talking about Good like gosh. killed him. Like it, it, it was, it was death Boy, on impact, man. It was, it was, yeah, it was nasty. I don't know what happened out of that, but I remember seeing that highlight. You no, know, it started a fight. We had fans come on the field from the Carver and Columbus side, and those fans were trying to get ready to fight mm-hmm. us. And it was crazy. Oh, Talk man. about a sketch area, bro. That was a sketch yes. area. And after the game, Coach Rogers said, no one shake hands. Get to the locker room. Don't For real. Get on the bus. <laughs> hey, some, some last chance you stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, what, that's what it really yes. felt like. But, oh, uh, but yeah, mentioning that, uh, so he's definitely my number one. Uh, number two, so I, I, I'm going to shout out Dion. I'm not going to put him on, on mine because I want to cover a couple other guys here, but I will give him a shout out like you did. Dion uh, doing a great job. Um, Davin, just to tell you something, Davin, I was texting him to see if he had any people that he thinks are, you know, worth putting on. He said, you got you to gotta put this guy down. He's, he's picking up a lot of offers. Um, he's a beast. So shout yeah. out him. You, you know, you hear it from a, yeah. from an all time, you know, just kind of great. So, um, you know, yeah. listening to now, then, you know, shout out to you do good this year. You can definitely climb up that list. Like Torres said, right. And yeah. then, uh, so my number two, I'm going to go, let's see here. I'm going to go with a throwback and, um, I, I'm actually going to go with my, my last three are going to be all throwbacks. And first one's okay. going to be Robert Edwards. I love Robert Edwards, bro. Robert, Robert was such a – he was a good player, man. Uh, he, played the, he played that middle really well. And, um, and he was he was, a, he was a good leader, and he was not afraid to hit. And Robert was freaking huge, dude. Like, Robert Robert was a was a tough dude. And uh, he was not afraid to hit. And I, I would not want to be on the receiving end of any of the hits he was putting out there. He was, he was a beast, uh, man. I think I had to change up one of those guys on my list because I solely forgot about Robert. Edwards. I had to go Robert, bro. I loved Robert. Shout out to Robert. Dude. Yes, Good Robert night. Edwards, man. Hey, another another great, in my opinion. I, I think definitely he, get his seat here. I played with him, and you talk about seeing some hits. Yes, he he played out of his mind. And then there's another guy. Uh, there's another two guys I'm going to lay out here, but. Robert, uh, you know, not only was a great player, he was a great locker room presence. He, he wasn't very vocal, but when he did talk, you know, it was always something, <clears throat> you know, it, it was something, you know, motivational, something you know, to try to get you ready. So he was always, a, a you know, a big, a big player with that. Um, I will shout out, so I'm not going to put him on my list, but Alex Parkinson too. I'm going back to your pickup. Um, and uh, one thing to kind of go along with him, uh, he was a guy that started ever since he was a freshman. So – he wasn't. Yes. He didn't really play JV. He's another. He's another guy like Walker Juhan. From the day he came up in high school, he was playing on varsity, and they used him like a running back, linebacker, all sorts of stuff. So, uh, shout out to you, Parkinson. And uh, my next guy here is going to be Doug West. So shout oh, out to Doug yeah. West, bro. So Doug played yeah. like an outside linebacker spot. But yeah. those of you that remember watching Doug, he was scary. Like Doug, Doug, like you would not want to play against Doug. Doug had one of those like things on the back of his no, shoulder pads, those shoulder pad rolls, and, and he was already rolls. huge. Gosh, and he bro. would lay people out. He ended up going to like Western Arizona or something. Like it was like a junior college out there. 
um, you know, that's I'm pretty sure it was like Western Arizona, but they, they were normally known for doing pretty good in JUCO. So he ended up going out there for like a year or two. And, um, but Doug, he was, he had a good, great size. He was, he was another guy, like, honestly, during that time, we had some really good linebackers. I really liked the linebackers at that time. And Boy. they were all really mean. Doug, there was one thing I would always do every game. Doug played on the kickoff. Like he was one of the people on kickoff. And when they kicked the ball off, Doug, you would just see Doug running down, and anybody that got in his way, they were hit, they were hitting the ground. He would knock them over. He would just like <laughs> lean his shoulder down, and he would he would drill you into the ground, and then he would keep going until he 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 wrecked you. Whoever had the ball, you're getting creamed. And um, that that was Doug, man. Doug was. I made it. I said, here comes the Doug West show. That was like another thing I was. Tyler, I am glad that you are making this list because you have brought out some guys that I have solely forgotten about. I had to. It's all all my fault because I I just didn't remember these guys. But there is no way I can have a top four without Doug West or Robert Edwards. I I solely forgot about (laughs) those two. And, oh, my goodness, bro, I, I made that mistake. There is no way. There's no way you can have a Jones County top four uh, linebacker squad without Doug West or Robert Edwards. They were beasts. There, there's no way. They were beasts. And then my they last were. guy is is gonna. He's another throwback. It's Austin Petrosky. I had to go with him here. I remember he him. Was a, he was another good. Um, you know, he was he a was. good leader. I had to shout him out just because. Um, you know, like I said, he was a, he was a big figurehead during that time. A captain, team captain. Uh, had a lot of tackles. Um, he had that good, you know, build for a linebacker. Um, so, you know, I had to go with him here. And, you know, I'm saying he was, he was a great leader and everything, and he made great plays. Um, you know, he played that middle linebacker spot, so he was having to make all the calls and everything from that, um, from that point. So, um, and, and, you know, he's another one of those guys that I'll say, you know, he had a, a lasting impact on the people that followed after him, you know, like Davin and all. Like they, they, took, they took people like Davin and Alex under their wings, and that's really – you know, who kind of brought them up. You know, they've obviously learned from the coaches and everything, but from those players, they picked up a lot of traits and characteristics to help them through their time in Jones County. That's right. That's right. Yes. And um, if I had to shout anybody else, um, I'll let you do the first shout-outs for, like, honorable mentions if you want. Go ahead. Well, I was going to do this shout-out. Um, uh, Corlin Williams. Corlin. Okay. He's, he's now – he basically really plays safety, mm-hmm. but he moved him down to linebacker his uh, senior year. Uh, I'm sorry, his junior year, junior and senior year, because uh, they was getting a little, a little shaky down there and he had a few injuries, so they had to move him to linebacker. And yeah, he made a, I mean, in one season he had 180 some tackles. So Jesus. he, uh, he Corlin made a lot of plays, and so I really respect Corlin on what he did. He was gonna be on my honorable mentions. So yeah, he he was really good, and um, uh, there there were some other ones. I can't really uh, exactly remember. I mean, I'm sorry. sorry. Logan Gore. I was going to shout him out. You're lucky. You're lucky you got him before. Logan. Oh, oh, no question about Logan. I was about to say, that's one of your boys. You got to shout him out. Oh, yeah. Come on. My best friend, man. Uh, He has his his football IQ is up up there. there. Oh, boy. Come on, man. One of the smartest men I know. (laughs) He really is. Logan is really smart. And uh, Logan really can attest to this, that he, like, his brain is what helped him on the field. And mm-hmm. I truly believe in a few games, because, you know, he got injured in a few games. Yeah. And, like, I seen you that Northside game. If he was able to play, I truly believe we beat Northside, meaning we're undefeated, meaning we have a number one seed, you know. And uh, Logan really was a piece that you had to have on our football team. 
I don't care nobody say. I I think we're running as well if we didn't have Logan. And another person I would have to add is DeMonte uh, Treywick. DeMonte was a great linebacker the year after we left. Um, he was really good. The man made a lot of plays, made a lot of tackles. Him and Bull being together was a great piece. They worked together really well. Him and Jaquez Washington, you know, there was a lot of those guys. So I, I, I really, I really respect what DeMonte did when he was playing. So, yeah. Yeah, I, agree. I like those. You, you hit on uh, my two honorable mentions. It was going to be um, Logan Gordon and uh, Corlin. So, yeah, Corlin, uh, yeah, great, great pickups. I think those are um, great people to add to it. And then one more thing to add to your story on Alex Parkinson, like the kill him thing that you guys used to do. I remember yes. in my playing days, like when I'm not really playing much, but, you know, when I was out at, out at practice, you know, and, and everything, um, there was one practice. I remember him and Cam Asbell got into it. Like they were doing something. And it, like he, like Alex was known for getting. You know, he was getting hot headed. And like him and Alex really got, or him and um, him and Cam really got into it. And they ended up on the ground. You know, tussling and everything. So uh, I could definitely. You know, it doesn't shock me that you know he he did something like that. You know, while you were there too. So um, you know, he played really hard. He had that. You know, um, he knew when to turn it on and off. So uh, you know, you you didn't want to be on the receiving end of those hits. That's right. No, you did not. No. No, so uh, next up, we got corner, and we were each going to pick up three here. So I'm going to let you go first on that one. Let me go first <laughs> on this one. So I'm going to go um, – so you're going to have to forgive me for this one, but which which of the Solomon uh, Solomon brothers played? Because I always got them mixed up. You knew them more than I did. I mean, I know we had marketing class, uh, you know, <laughs> Miss Miss together. The one that played corner was Tyreek. Tyreek. So I got to go with Tyreek here um, just because – you know, I mean, you have kind of talked about it, you know, just a little bit before, but, you know, he was, he was a really good cover guy. Um, and then obviously Terrell was great at, you know, safety, but I'm going to go with Tariq here at corner. Uh, thought he played really well, uh, covered, you know, like obviously he played a part cause you know, he made it on, he was on the team during that deep run and, you know, we, we got yes. really far because of, you know, some of the plays he made and everything. Uh, another guy, Alex Bass guy in my grade, uh, he bad. he yes. just started playing that year. I want to say, or it, I think it was that year was his first year. And his first year, he was came in right one, away, yeah. and he played he played corner from day one and uh, played really well. You know, being being a white guy out there, you know, holding his own. You know, <laughs> you, got, you know, what I'm saying you got to give it some respect. So uh, Alex was hanging there with him. Uh, man, he had you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong here, but he had a rib rocker. He had a really good rib rocker. Yeah, he did have a rib rocker. One game. Yeah. I'm talking about he popped the piss out of somebody. Yeah. And that's, that's one good thing, and that's that's the thing he passed on to his brother. They He wasn't afraid to hit either. Alex was not yeah. afraid. See, Alex I can't – not afraid to hit. I, myself, there's sometimes, you know, I, I that's the reason why I was never really, you know, great. I feel like that's – well, that's one of many. But I would, I didn't want to, you know, put all put my body out there like that. But Alex was – he would lay it all out. And that, that's one of the things that really – um, you know, made him special, made him great, and really what improved the team to make the team, you know, as a whole better. So um, yeah. Alex definitely has to get some love. And then um, I'll throw out a throwback here. Uh, A.J. Williams, Showtime. Gotta th- I got to throw Oh, yeah, A.J. Williams, Showtime. yeah. It, you know, it, back then, you know, during that time, so, like, obviously high school football, it's went through, like, a total total changeover, you know, especially, you know, with Jones yeah. County where it's more of a passing, you know, passing league now, I guess you could say. And Yeah, that's Back then, you know, corners really didn't have to do as much. But even when, uh, you know, when they were called to do something like that, um, like to, you know, play coverage and everything, A.J. always did a pretty good job of it. You know, he wasn't the tallest yeah. guy. I think he was like, you know, 5'11", somewhere in that range. But um, mm-hmm. a, a, another great character guy, he would 
he would he worked really hard. Um, he was a great starter for us and everything. You know, during that time, um, played really well, and um, he was always he a was. good personality to have in the locker room. So uh, another guy he really was. respected at that spot. But uh, how about your three? Well, my three first, I got Tyreek. I mean, Tyreek was. I mean, the man was uh, athlete. Him and his brother are just athletes upon athletes. They yeah, can play. They can do anything. Just about anything they put their mind to, they can do it. Um, Tyreek is easily up there. He he had multiple interceptions junior and senior year. I mean, big big piece of the Greyhound uh, 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 offense that we had, uh, and Tyreek was just. I mean, he he would have fun at the corner. Mm-hmm. He'll run up. He'll run up to the receiver and then jog back, and then he'll play and he'll jump at the receiver like that, just to uh-huh. try to, get, and you know, try to scare him. And sometimes the receiver would jump. Sometimes we're going our favorite. Sometimes going their favorite. Just depending on what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but Tyreek was really good. He really was so comfortable at that corner position. He had fun. I never forget senior year when uh, we had, we did get a new linebackers coach, and. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, junior year. Junior year, we, I mean, when we got Coach Rogers, they tried to move uh, Tyreek to uh, <laughs> and Terrell. They tried to move both of them to running back. And i never forget, his dad was like, no way. My son ain't playing the offense. We're playing defense because them boys like to hit. Yeah. They want to live in snot out of you. So, <laughs> so I, I really, it, I, I, I really like the way they used to do things. So I, I had to have Tyreek one. Two, I ha- I have to have him on this list, and he played corner a lot. Uh, okay. I have to have him on this list because we don't even have him on the offensive side. He played a lot of offense. I have JoJo Gibbons. Okay. JoJo JoJo was a really good corner as well, and to me, I think JoJo was the type of football player that can do it all. The man played running back. He may play safety. He played corner. I mean, he can play it all. JoJo JoJo was an athlete. And I had to have JoJo on this list at corner because he showed up. And we had a team, like let's say, we had to go play a game right now. And we, had, you got to pick JoJo on the field. Mm-hmm. So I would have to Somewhere, have yeah. Somewhere, I know, yeah. So I have him as my other corner. And my third corner, um, it, it, it's, it's tough because I had to go back and do some thinking. And as, like you said, A.J. Williams um, – I went back and I and I had to go with uh, Alex Bass as well. I yeah. knew Alex, Bass. Alex to me uh, showed a lot of things he can do. Now I will say this: that if we didn't have Alex Bass, if we went based solely on like high school, but since we got him on one team already, get yeah, quarterback Teldrick Ross because Teldrick's playing corner, okay, yeah. quarterback at MTSU, but we got him at quarterback. So what I did was I was like, since we got Teldrick. There, we just talking about Jones County only. Yeah, but yeah, he's got to be mentioned at this spot too. He wasn't. Yeah, he had to be mentioned. That's the yeah. The, it was between him and Taylor, but I went with Alex. Alex played it more, basically, than mm-hmm. Taylor did. So, but yeah, Alex was a beast. Alex, his first year, I never forget. Uh, it was really interesting because they would be honest with you, they would kept targeting his side. They would try to target because they was like, okay, he's a little small white throw boy. Throw it at the white boy, yeah. Throw it at the white boy the whole time, and little did he know. They were there, he was there racking up picks. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. He was the team that year. And because uh, Alex, Alex was really good. He was defending. Very competitive. Was, yes, really competitive. Yes. You talking about a guy that would really throw his body and try to make tackles. I really respect. I love Alex Bass. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if nobody say Alex Bass is one of my favorite guys to watch play football. 
because Alex would really play hard and he would make his tackles and Alex Alex used to go for that ball and he didn't care who was I mean you gotta remember the competitions. I mean you had Nick Singleton and Drake Bus. I mean he went against great receiver D Daniels. This yeah. is every day in practice and he's covering these guys wow. to the fullest. So <laughs> Yeah, you gotta go with him there, man. Yeah, you had to go with him. So any uh any honorable mentions? Yes, I got one. I got uh Jordan Davis. Okay. Uh and I got Reginald Lewis. Jordan Davis yeah. was a really good corner his senior year. He played a, really, a lot of good football. He was tall, lengthy, can run. He looked really good now. I see him out there on the field in 707. He's really still competitive, can uh, make a lot of plays, long and lengthy. You know, really, when you're tall like that, about 6'3", you can make a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. Then I had um, um, Nuki, Reginald Lewis. Reggie was, uh, Reggie was a corner I've seen here, and he – he made a lot of plays. He even caught an interception against Jake Fromm, picked him off against the D1, you know, and people don't forget, they tried to target Nuki a lot. Um, D1 in that game only had two catches for 31 yards. Mm-hmm. He caught a touchdown on that. He did make this spectacular catch over Reggie for a touchdown. But besides that play, which that touchdown was only 26 yards. So for the rest of the game, and it happened in the first quarter, so for the rest of the game, he only had five yards. Locked up, yeah. One catch, five yards, and he was on Nuki because they kept saying, well, Nuki, we're going to target him. So it forced from to go to other options, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to lie, it allowed us to get a lot of coverage sacks in that game because Fromm was sacked eight times in that game. Wow. So it allowed us to get a lot of coverage sacks. So I would say Reggie really played really good. I take Nuki over a lot of people. Nuki, Nuki is who he say he is. And mm-hmm. He is really good. Uh, if I had, if I have to name one honorable mention, um, I guess it'll be uh, Jake Thompson here. He had to play a little, a little bit too back when he was, yes. you know, him and Landon Bond came in. I think they played a um, one year each or two years each, something like that. So the both of them had to play a good bit of uh, wide receivers. Jake Thompson really good, yes. Mm-hmm. So like they they had to they had to play you know both offense and defense, whether it be wide receiver or uh, safeties, like corner that kind of stuff. So um, I'll shout him out real quick on that one. So let's go. Uh, you want to start us off at safety? Three safeties. I got you. Safety, I got um, Terrell Solomon, um, mm-hmm. the t- brother of Tyreek Solomon. Uh, Terrell, at this weight, he is uh, a monster. I mean, the man can hit any. I've never seen nobody weigh 165, 170 and throw their whole body full speed at you and knock your helmet off. Yeah. The man was on real rockers week after week because he would just go full speed and hit somebody. But the problem is 13 WMZ News would always be on the road. So he would have some incredible real rockers. And they would show it on the – if we went on the road, because we'd go all the way in Augusta and they're not filming all the way in Augusta. No, they're not. So he hit this quarterback from Cross Creek so hard, put him out for the rest of the game. Oh, God. The man helmet came out, his mouthpiece came out, and he fumbled the ball. It was one of the hardest hits I've ever seen. And he hit Willie Jordan, the running back. And i never forget, because everybody was talking about us junior and talking about how good Willie Jordan was. And Willie Jordan was a really good running back. He had That's a, is, he the, is he the north side guy? North side running he back, He was yes. so overhyped. He was so overhyped. Yes, he was so, I remember hearing He had 100 about yards that. in every game he played. Every game. Except one. That's it. And the first play when Terrell hit that boy. He, after that, that man started going down like paper. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did not want to get another lick from uh-uh. But when they come at you, they come with them legs, and they have to flip you in the air. But now Terrell was the type of guy that hit you coming across the middle. 
And um, Coach Chastain, who's the head coach right now in Jones County, he said to this day, he said Terrell Solomon is the best safety he's ever played against in high school, though. And that's saying something because he don't play against a lot. I mean, the quarterbacks, he don't had all the state championships he don't went to. He said to this day, Terrell Solomon is still the best safety he's ever played in high school because he said the man had instincts unworthy. And he also, in the Greyhound offense, I don't know if people not remember, but he mm-hmm. broke a 69-yard touchdown run against Northside oh, wow. in the Greyhound offense. So, Terrell is up there. And um, my number two, I got Darius Johnson, DJ. Uh, DJ was really good. The man was a hard, was still a hard hitter, boy. We played 707. He mistakenly ran into somebody and knocked him. Just knocked him over like it was mm. <laughs> the boy like to play rough football. But boy, I tell you, Darius is a man. Boy, he is he's tough. He's hard nosed. Come at you, boy, Darius. And he playing at McNeese State right now, and mm-hmm. he's Division One, and he's a big time player, big time guy. The man plays hard and he keeps fighting. So I really enjoy watching Darius play. Darius is one of my favorite players to watch. He really comes down and hits you. Oh yeah, and. I got – this is uh, – a lot of people would agree with me, and Nick Bentley. Uh-huh. Nick Bentley was one of the most athletic guys I've seen. And you talking about a boy to play. Oh, my goodness. Like, this guy was on another planet. Nick Bentley was doing things that I I just ain't never seen. <laughs> yeah. Because the guy was so athletic. And he will make plays one-handed. He was so fast. He'll come down and, and hit you. And I'm talking about if we had a contest between these three guys on who hit the hardest, oh, my gosh, uh, I wouldn't know what to do. Uh-uh. <laughs> All three of these guys can hit, and Nick Bentley was amongst – like, Nick Bentley would come at you. And, sadly, I mean, he had that injury. He had what yeah. he But besides that, I mean, he was one of the best safeties I've ever seen. And, Boy, it, it, it's it's really hard. I mean, mm-hmm. these, these spots, I mean, you look at it, there's been some great DBs Jones County don't have. Like, skill players, Jones County don't have some incredible skills. They do, but yeah, yeah. We, we do have a good bit of – It's um, really it, it's really good to go through. So. Do you have a good bit of uh, honorable mentions? Don't mention them right now, but do you, ha- do you have any? Because uh, if you have any, save them real quick. Guys that played already, Uh huh. they both – Interchangeable. I mean, I've already called one. I said core. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll put um because we were supposed to do two DBs, but I'm just gonna add whoever's in my honorable mention to those spots. I'll just oh, you know, okay. we, we, we don't have to do the two DBs. We can just shout them out in honorable mention. Like okay. Because I have a good bit of safeties that I that I really like here. Um, but yeah, I'll start off with Terrell. Like you said, you know, it goes without saying. You know, if somebody's saying that you're the best. You know, like you said, Chastain's saying that you're the best safety you know, that, that he's ever played against. That, that obviously goes a long way. Yeah. Um, he did play really well. Him, him and his brother both. I, I love them as people too, man. They're always nice. You know, I've seen him a couple of years ago out, down in Statesboro of all places. And, you know, we, we, had, we had to start talking to each other. You know, I just, they always have a smile on their face, always happy, you know, joking around. So, love, love the guys as people as well. And, um, you know, they were great players. Um, let's see. My second spot – um, I'm going to go uh, with Nick Bentley as well. I, th- I think the athlete aspect of that, like you said, you know, he was just, you know, for a while there, I know he wanted to play quarterback too in that wing T offense, but it just never, you know, came about to being. But, you know, just imagine what it could have been, you know, if he had stayed healthy, you know, and everything like that. He, he was a great athlete, you know, a very raw. Um, you know, if, if you really took the time to form him into whatever position he could play it. So 
Uh, he was yes. definitely there. Wish he could have stayed healthy. You know, like you said, he did have the knee thing. And, you know, had to wear a knee brace for a long time there. So, um, you know, there's no no telling what the potential could have been had that not happened. Um, yes, true. And then my third guy here, uh, I'm going to shout him out. He's a graduating guy here. We already mentioned his brother, but I'm going to go Dominic Bass here. So uh, no, congratulations right. on uh, senior. So uh, <laughs> senior, seen him on the side uh, of the road the other day. They don't, they don't lined up the sides, but, uh, but yeah, yeah got, got to watch him a little bit this year. Uh, what time I was, you know, down here in Jones County for some games. Uh, saw him, you know, even against uh, Buford, you know, I was seeing him, you know, make some pretty decent plays. He's, he's like his brother a lot, you know, at that safety spot, he ain't afraid to hit. Always heard good stuff about him. You know, before I was coming to the game, you know, um, I sat with Davin and them. So they were like, you know, you got to watch that Dominic. You know, he's, he's playing really well. So had to yes. check him out. Um, like I said, very much like his brother in the sense that, you know, not afraid to hit, uh, nope. willing to lay it all out there. So I had to go with him here. He had a great senior season. Uh, so for my, you know, honorable mention slash, you know, if we're just going to call out some DBs here uh, that, you know, didn't quite cut the list, but still need to very much be mentioned. Um, and if we, we can count them as our DBs. I want to go with um, Jake Lampert. He did really well too. Very much a lot yeah. like Dominic. Oh my gosh, forgot about him. He Played really like well and really, mm-hmm, yes. very sound. Uh, had good technique and everything. Yes. Played everything yes. pretty pretty well. So liked him a lot. Made some really good, good plays. Good at oh yeah, you got you got to mention him here. Um, let's see, uh, Landon Vaughn again. He played a little bit of safety and then uh, JoJo as well. And then uh, I think Jacob Walden played a little bit of safety for you guys that last um, season a little bit. Him and uh, was it Marquez Hunter got to shout them out a little bit. So yeah, those some yeah. shout outs. Those are some some guys I, I graduated with. So I had to throw their names out. Anybody else for you? Yes, um, that's right. I forgot about Jake Lanford. Jake Lanford was another guy that was really good at safety. I mean, he had a lot of good instincts when he played. So I heard a lot of great things about Jake. So yeah, I got to have Jake there. I agree. Um, um, so yeah, I agree. I like that. I like that list. And Landon Vaughn, I forgot about Landon Vaughn. We got to mm-hmm. think about that. Landon Vaughn is nowhere on this list. So, uh, and he was a great player. For yeah. Him. He but was. that shows, it shows you a test of how many athletes we'll have. Cause I mean, we got a different name in every position. And these guys, I mean, who? And, but Landon Vaughn is, is easily amongst one of the best at Jones County. Mm-hmm. I tell you. And it's, it's, it's incredible. It's really incredible. So let's yeah. see here. Getting the special teams, we got punt returner, kick returner. Let's see who you got at each of them. My kick returner, I have Malik Wooten. Um, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, punt returner, I'll have Teldrick Ross. Okay. Uh, Teldrick, Teldrick uh, he did a lot for us, and he was an incredible punt returner when he mm-hmm. was there for us. And uh, Teldrick, was, that was around his freshman and uh, sophomore year. Really, before he got into the playing aspect, he would just return punch for us, and the man was good. Yeah. Now, I, w- I will say, Nuki was also a really good punt returner. Reggie uh-huh. Lewis he was really good punt returner as well. So, I mean, those guys can be interchangeable, but yeah, that was a good punt returner. But I had to have Malik at kick returner. I'm like, man, have it's you not seen it? Dude, it, it's like you expect it. it. It's like when you know Steph Curry shoots a three, and you're like, well, you expect to go, you might expect him to make the kick return. So, mm-hmm. um, the kick return is pretty awesome, and watch him do things like that. It's it's exciting. It's really exciting. So, I, I really I really respect what he do on the field. I really yes. do. Yes, he so. um, like you said, like it's electric whenever he touches the ball. Those are, you know, yeah. it just goes to show you, like when when you're playing Buford, you know, deep in the playoffs, and 
they're trying to kick it as hard as they can so that you cannot return it or kick not kick it near you so that you can't return it. it, it go, it's, it's a testament to you. You know, they're, they're afraid of you, you know, as a return. Yeah, they were. Yes. And you can go and check his huddle. You know, there's a, you know, he's coming out. This is his last season. So hoping, hoping he does a good job this season, but um, you can go and check out the tape, man. He's got a ton of oh, you know, punt yes. returns, kick returns for touchdowns. So yes. um, all around great return, man. And then uh, punt returning, like you said, Teldrick was good. I'll throw John Tavius out there as well. He's, he's you know, he, he was always good. You put him in space, let him do what he, do what he can. I will say this. I have to do a shout out because he has some great Chandler Rambage at kick return. Yeah. Chandler was a month. I mean, I don't know if everybody remember, but that Northside game, he had that kick return, and the man just exploded the back. I ain't never seen nobody get them legs just be. Yeah. Yeah. Right about that. He ran that touchdown back, and I was like, boy, what a play. Like, it was 100 yards, and I'll never forget that play uh, with Chandler. Chandler got a lot of major plays I'll never forget. So, but yeah, uh, he, he's the one. He's the one. Oh yeah, yeah. Chandler is the one. So yeah. So let's round it off here. We got kickers and punters. We're gonna name two of each. I'll go at kicker Wade Carr, guy in my grade. He has been uh, kicking ever since you know ever since he got into high school. I remember he was he was playing with the varsity. So um, really, actually, his first year on the team, you know, he made like a um, a game winning field goal to send them into playoffs. I want to say yeah. Right. So um, he he's done really well in his time there. He was. You know, he got to the point, you know, he was just getting really, you know, it's, it's, it was crazy to me how he never really um, got a chance, you know, at the next level. Cause I'm telling you, he was, he was like money, you know, like you, you just knew he was going to, you know, make them for the most part. And he got really well at placing his kicks on kickoffs. Like, Hey, yes. I want you to kick it here. Yes. Boom. Right there on the money. You know what I'm saying? So he, he did really well there. Yes. And then um, uh, Evan West, the guy, I, I believe they have him cool. kicking now. Right. He like um, you look at him. He's pretty small, but man, he packs a punch. And he got a yes, he's, really good. He's great, and he, he has a really good opportunity to really take that number one spot. So um, I like him a lot. I think he's done well. Um, you just really, like I said, he just packs a packs a big punch. You know, like a lot of a lot of power coming off um, the yes. way that he's kicking. And then if I have to shout somebody else out, um, Josh Skinner. He's he's done pretty well in his time. Josh Skinner, yes. He's pretty good. Yes. And then punter, uh, Wade again, liked him a lot. Wade actually made some decent tackles on special teams after he's kicked. Like he, he did. Made, <laughs> he made some decent tackles. So some he Pat McAfee did. stuff there. Um, and then, uh, Tyler Bagwell. Uh, I don't know if you remember or not, but he had, he had a good season where he was yes. punting really well. So yes. Got to shout him out. Tyler Bagwell, that's a really good one. Had a good leg. That's, a, that's a really good one. Yes, that's a throwback. I had. I, I, that's a good throwback. I, I I really forgot about him. You thought of a good one. Kicker, me and your kickers are the same. I mean, mm-hmm. everything you said, the same thing with Wade. I mean, Wade was a was a guy. I never forget his freshman year. I, I I obviously I wasn't watching, but it was a road game. It was going in overtime, and uh, uh, no, it was, it was Upson and Lee or something like that, Upson or Union Grove. Yeah, something like that. And well, it, it didn't go in overtime. It was the final few seconds of the fourth quarter. And Wade Carr kicked the game winning field goal. It was like 40 yards out, made as a freshman. Yeah. And like they carried him off the field and mm-hmm. all that. It's hero. It yeah, yeah. So Wade Carr making those type of kicks, that's lit. I mean, Josh Skinner made some game winning kicks. I mean, I remember he made one against Ola a few years ago. But uh, yeah, so Wade Carr. But I have Wade Carr and I have Evan West, one and two, same list. Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable mention Skinner, Josh Skinner. So yeah, Evan West, like you say, he got a 
pack. He got a power pack. I don't know what yeah. the word. They're going to be kicking. They're going to kick that ball. It's good, man. It's him and his dad. Him and his dad go out there to the practice field. And they practice kicks. And his dad said he only hit 50 yards before. So the man Jeez. got a leg. The man got a leg on him. Yes. As a side note, as a side note, real quick. So, were you at that Buford game this past yes. season? Did you yes. see the freaking Buford kicker, like taking yes. like one step kicks and or like yes. just taking no steps and just kicking yeah. the crap out of it? I said, if the game came down to a field goal, I said, oh my goodness, that was nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whoever you are, shout out to you because <laughs> yes. that Buford kicker was amazing. Good, yes. Yeah. And then who do you have at punter? Punter, I have uh, Wade Carter again. I mean, Wade was the man with the leg for mm. us, and he he's, he was the the high point of Jones County of kicking and punting. He was, and um, next I have Kobe. Uh, I have Kobe Gordon. Okay. Uh, Kobe Gordon was a really good punter. He started. He had a lot of highs. He was able to place kicks and do a lot of things oh, with wow. him. So I really, I really uh, respected what Kobe did. Kobe was really good at punting. Uh, he was one of the best punters that I, I've seen. And I forgot about Tyler Bagwell. Tyler Bagwell was a big-time guy. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, it was really interesting to see. It was, it was really interesting because I forgot all about Tyler my 10th grade year. But as you say, like I said, Kobe Kobe hit a lot of good punts and a lot of good placement. They helped him win some games. It's yeah. Just, so, um, yeah, I had to have Kobe. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, I'll let you kick it off with the coach of the decade. Well, the coach, I think we both got – I don't know. We probably both got this one. But uh, the coach of the decade, Justin Rogers. Got to go with it. Yeah. the head coach at Colquitt County. Um, I mean, I mean now Chastain probably can – he probably will take over this decade. Yeah, he's going to be good, yeah. yeah, gonna, Chastain's, yeah we're not doubting Chastain. Let that, let that be known. Chastain's going to be great. But uh, he's gonna we're be just great. talking about just this decade. Chastain just took this over decade. this past season, right, or two seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying right. like he, you know, he just like we're saying, we're just talking about this decade. So it's, I think it's definitely got to be Rogers. He brought that winning. That's right. Rogers for this decade is easily the number one guy. Um, the man is one win away from Jones County all-time uh, head coach wins, and the only reason why he didn't get it is because I mean he retired. I mean he retired. I mean he left after only being here how many five years. Yeah. So, so only being here five years and. You you second all time in the head coach list. Uh, mm-hmm. That that speaks a lot. That yeah. speaks a lot. And um, you know, and I ain't gonna lie, there was some games. I mean, literally one play game that can go the other way. It could. He, you know, we could be state champs. He he had us on the verge of becoming state champs multiple years. And I, I respect Rod for a lot of things he did to come in and be able to take over this team. You know, after coming out of situations that you know we weren't used to we weren't used to the different types of things because he tried to change his high school to a college uh the way college did and he prepared, yeah I, a lot he prepared me a lot for college because everything we do in college is very similar to what I, we were doing in high school with rogers and you know jones county we we didn't evolve yet you know we were still uh, old school so it was and um he brought the new school to jones county and i mean yes we probably you know went further now with chastain but at this point, um, he the one that was able to light the fire. He the one yeah. that started it all. He, Rod, without Rogers, none of this stuff would be going. Without yeah. Rogers, without Rogers, this is this is what this is what we've come to. You know, yeah, Chest Chastain, you know, you got to give it to him. Like, um, 
Chastain, when he came in, you know, he already had the framework that Rogers had set. Rogers had to come in with the framework of wing T, old school, like you said, like um, really no organization when it came to like weight room stuff or anything. Like, he right. totally came in and changed the whole culture. He totally changed, changed it from losing all these – like every year we knew we weren't going to – you know, like we talk about it. Nobody expected us to beat Northside. Nobody expected us to beat these big teams. But he came nope. in and absolutely changed that culture. And the from right. the from this, you know, and it started off with the small things and it led up to the big things. And I remember when when he was actually coming in, like he had like an organization to the way he did the weight room. I mean, shoot, you look at the the weight room they've done built now, like that's because of stuff he's put in place. It's yeah. like state of the art. All because of him, yes. They've done moved in new bleachers, where they had to you know, increase the stands and everything because they knew that, you know, we were gonna be making playoffs. He changed the whole offensive philosophy. Uh, probably the defensive too. If you you know, would you say so? Probably on that end. Or? Yes, um, definitely. Well, he, I'm, I'm gonna say this now. He wasn't no guy to be really caring about what defense do. He uh-huh. wanted to, try to take some of my defensive players into the ball. <laughs> yeah, but his his offensive schematics were so good to the point that you had to respect what Rogers was doing. Because yeah, you remember, like our first game, we scored forty points. Second game, we scored sixty points. Third game, we scored seventy points. And we sitting here like. What? You know, yeah. like, what's going on here? It was you know, only his what? first season, too, right? Like, literally, first he only had one off season to work off of. And, and you know, that, that first season, we went into the playoffs. We you know, the playoffs. we went yeah. deep in the playoffs. Like, it, exactly. it wasn't just a one round and out. It so, was the third round. Everything like changed. One point away, yeah. And, and you know changed. what? And you know what? And the uh, type of offense that he had was able to, to, to be able. I, I want you to know this, like, before we played Northside in 2014, before we played them in 2014, um, Jones County had this record. It was they had never scored more than um, – yeah, they had never scored uh, more than seven points in their history against Northside. Out of the four meetings against Northside, they've only scored seven points. That's crazy. Rodgers in that one game dropped 45 on them. And it That's was – I mean – we we won the game too, so testament to him, man. So and that was another plus. So and there, there's it. there's stories I've heard of him. Like I remember Davin telling me, like I can't remember what game it was, but that he literally studied the film and the playoffs so hard that he knew their hand signals. He knew yes. what they were going to be calling. Like he studied it to a T. And, th- yes. and, guys, this isn't college football. This isn't pro football. This is high school. But he took it that serious. He took it that like, serious. When you take stuff that serious, like, you're, you're bound to be successful. And and I'll tell you one more little testimonial. Like, uh, from from actually from my point of view, I had I had weightlifting. Um, it obviously doesn't show that much. But I had weightlifting oh. when I was in high school. <laughs> but I, got, I screwed around a lot. But, anyways, I remember when he came in, Rogers came in, he – um, we were talking about, you know, Mike, he, he was like, you know, introduced himself to us. I was talking to him, just talking to him about some football. I told him, I was like, um, you know, what kind of offensive, you know, philosophy are you bringing in, all this kind of stuff. It was something along those lines. And he was telling me, like, you know, we're going to be passing. And I, I remember I mentioned something, and it was kind of stupid, but I was like, somebody, I told him about how I used to like watching Jackson pull as a guard and uh-huh. watch him smack people. And he said, well, you know what I like to see? I like to see guards running to the end zone, picking up their quarterback or their running back, celebrating a touchdown. That's what I like to see. And I was just like – you know, at that time I was just like, all right, butthole. But, you know, but, you know, like, I, was like, I was like, thanks a lot, you know. You know, but it, you know, it just shows you, you know, he don't, he don't care what anybody else thinks. He's going to run it the no, way he, he doesn't. Run it. No. 
He's going to run it how he wants to run it. And it was after that season we started having, like, tents on the sidelines with freaking TV screens for y'all to look at. Like, it it turned the whole thing around, man. (laughs) We had iPads sitting there watching film of what the team did the drive before. So I was like, oh, man. It helped. Oh, boy. I was like, this man right here is weak. I mean, this is the weak offensive line. I'd be like, Trace, let me get him because I know I can be – and then we'll, we'll destroy them next year. Yeah. It was so – bro, the, the way football used to be in high school, boy, it was some of the most incredible times ever, man. I I, I would never trade – I would trade it out for anything, dude. I'll tell you one thing. I, I'll give some stuff that had an opportunity to go back and play one more time with them boys. You know, yeah. it was incredible. And he's had a great impact on all you guys. Um, obviously, you know, changing what we had here, you know, we, we talk about these old guys, like some of these guys in the past, the throwback players, they never had these chances that you guys have now. They no, they didn't get opportunity. Yeah. You know, even you guys had. When it comes to exposure, offers, he has done changed, not not just, you know, the winning culture, but now these players are actually getting looked at, man. Looked like, at. You know, D1 players, right, for our schools and stuff like that. Like, yeah. so – you know, time. it's just, man, you've done some great stuff, Coach Rogers. I got, I got to shout you out, man. You, you really have. Salute, Coach Rogers. Mm-hmm. Coach of the decade. Not that you, uh, just give yourself a pat on the back. You know, I, obviously, it's just you know us, me and Torres, but it, you know. <laughs> but, but yeah, well, that wraps up the all-decade team. We've done covered offensive, defense, and the coach, and um, now we're gonna probably start breaking it down. Yeah, we we've been on here for about two hours, so I think it's time to <laughs> to break it down. Uh, like, hey, like I said, when me and Tyler get to talking, yeah, all day long. We can, man, we can. Uh, but I will say this: at the end of that last episode, Torres recommended a show called Blacklist. I have already watched ten episodes of that thing, and I love it. My dad loves it. My sister loves it. So. Great recommendation on that, and I have officially uh, finished Outer Banks to the show that I recommended. It was a great, pretty good little ending. There's going to be a second season, so uh oh, yeah, uh oh, uh oh. But yeah, but I've, that- I've been working out, and I'm not gonna lie, I have been trying to stick stick up a little bit on the blacklist. Um, they come on every Friday. Uh-huh. And they're almost they're almost done with season seven, and you talk about some, hmm, yeah, <laughs> for real. So, so. It's some crazy stuff, and like I said, with with that show, I'm willing to bet Tyler that you see like how how Raymond Reddington just is able to just do things like he's so smart. Yeah, and, and then he do these, does these random stories behind the scenes, like yeah. oh, I remember when I went to Costa Rica and that I ran yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> I like I like it because not only you know it's a good like you know it's always a good little plot, but you know there's great action in it too. It keeps you it keeps great you action, nice. Yes. Yeah. Keep, uh, yeah, and great. and the plot is ongoing. Which, hey, like I told people when you watch it, what you think is going on, it's not what you think. No, <laughs> no. So it's, it's really good. It's really fun. But uh, but overall, I mean, yeah, there's some good TV shows out there. Got to check it uh, out. You got to check them all out, bro. I got to start watching Out of Banks. Somebody else told me something else about uh, dog. There's this other TV show. It's not Outer Banks. It's another one that's people. Money Heist or Bank Heist or something like that. Money Heist. Money Heist. Yeah, I've heard about that one. I've heard about that one. I got to take that one out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then then another, just a quick little recommendation. There's like a movie, um, Extraction or whatever. I've heard that's good. I heard that's good. So I'm going to check that out. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, same people that directed Avengers. Also, Chris Hemsworth being the Mm -hmm. main um, character. So, 
It's gonna be really interesting to see. You know, they, yes, you know, them Avenger boys, them, them Russo brothers. They know how to put an action scene together. They do. They do. That is all right. Well, all right. Well, I'm about to end this off. It was, it's been a pleasure, Torres. It's always fun talking with you. Like you said, we can go on for God knows how long, but we got to yeah. finish it at some point. But uh, any last thing you want to leave the people with? Uh, no, man. I'm excited to be on this show. Y'all keep tuning in. The Tyler, Tyler has some great ideas. He's been doing some great things with this podcast, and thank it's you, really thank fun, you. really interesting to listen to. So, yes, y'all check, keep checking this out for. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Torres. And uh, if you guys listen, you can listen in on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, It's the TGL Podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter at the TGL Podcast. So I appreciate you guys listening. Have a good one and stay safe.